There's trouble brewing out in front of the saloon. Hey, they're gonna fight me, Jill. Look at them. They're about to grow. I fired point blank. Watch this. Welcome to Crappy Anime Showdown. I am your host, and at this point, referee kind of makes a little more sense, as always. Uh, Mike, uh, today I'm joined by the greatest WWE wrestler of all time, the Invisible oh, Man, who holds 13 me. Intercontinental Convince Championships. Uh, JWJ. Oh, well done, buddy. It's going to be you, idiot. Oh. I'm Stone Cold. That means you have to be the anime boy with a with a military background, idiot. Yeah, I'm also God. joined by actual yeah, military better. brat and uh, and nationalist defender hey, wait, and fuck QAnon you. I'm not a supporter and uh, and drone striker and uh, yeah, all around man who goes guy. all where one goes or something <laughs> yeah, like that. I don't know, Ethan. Uh, thanks a lot, Ethan. Thanks for coming. All right. buddy. I, I'm all those other things. I, I'm even. I can't a believe everywhere you are, there you be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is the phrase. You're right. I constantly get the QAnon phrase confused with the the fun quote from Buckaroo Banzai. So. It's, it's Wait, tough. Which, what is the actual Bucker I bought you? <laughs> wherever I am, there you are. I forget. It's so oh dumb. <laughs> yeah. well, I think it's whenever you look around, there you are. I don't. It's something dumb as shit. I love it. Just remember, it could always be worse. You could be like Kingdom Hearts dialogue. You know, like it. It, it always gets worse. Yes, uh, I'm saying Q has better dialogue. Oh, it's, it's than wherever you Hearts. go, there you are. <laughs> oh wow, that is pretty bad. <laughs> okay. That's the real quote. So where oh. we go. One, there, there we you all are. are. Yeah, well, I, uh, I, I, I knew now. Wait, wait I know now what? what I knew then, but I didn't know then what I know now. That's a quote from That's Modest right. Mouse. So. True. <laughs> you know what? That's fine, though. Modest Mouse can have that. All right, now that we got all our pseudo intellectual quotes <laughs> yeah. out of the way, I got my I got my scotch. I hope you all have your single malt liquors of choice because we're gonna drink and talk about yeah. things uh, and not. If that's true. Uh, lead 30 million people yeah. to their deaths. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we definitely won't do that just for a political victory. For uh, sure, no. for sure. In case you and no one's ever done that in history ever, by the way. That not is correct. Ever. Never. I wouldn't do it. I mean, not, you <laughs> I know, not I'm now. Smart. Maybe I have before. Yeah, I'm, I'm too smart to do that. I'm I would never do that. that. Idiot fucking <laughs> Yang. <laughs> yeah, Johnson would do it. Like, you know, I'm not Johnson, though. So, you know, I, oh. I don't think we have to worry about me doing it. Anyway. In case you're new, this podcast is dedicated to pitting garbage anime against each other, and occasionally movies, apparently, to see which is the most deplorable while still being entertaining enough to watch. Today, Ethan has to defend the Condemned, in uh, which is uh, which is the tag team partner uh, of Hell's Paradise, and uh, Jay will be ve- <laughs> will be defending <laughs> Legend of the Galactic Heroes Dainui These, so the remake of the I'll never uh, of get the 80s. tired of you pronouncing <laughs> that title. I I have no idea how it's pronounced, so uh, to me it's it's all correct. Dainui Yeah, that's what that's what I said. in typical Japanese fashion, uh, that is German. Yeah, they fucking <laughs> love the Germans. That is German for the I, new chapters. I wonder why. Well, there's no example of them ever teaming up, so it's very confusing. Well, have you ever <laughs> wanted, wondered what would happen if you combined uh, Wilhelm the First with Napoleon? <laughs> you don't have to. Uh, anyway, I just wanted uh, to point out, since Jay talked about drinking, a quote from Yang, Yang Wen Li, uh, where he says, humans were drinking alcohol 5,000 years ago, and we're still drinking it now. Alcohol is humanity's friend. Can I abandon a friend? 
No, no, we can't. <laughs> Could I abandon a friend? It's my favorite excuse for alcoholism in awesome. any piece of media ever made. <laughs> So there you go. <laughs> How can I just quote. give up on my friend? <laughs> God damn. Uh, anyway, man's, what do you guys man's think? best friend? Wrong. It's not the dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's the hard liquor. Uh, do we want to start out talking about the condemned or roasting Ethan with Legend of Galactic Heroes? Jay, it's up to you. I think you guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's right. pretty simple. You see, I I already <laughs> know what happened. Ethan has been so like so jaded against anime that he I'm didn't really realize jaded. while watching this that he was actually just watching a show. Uh, and at maybe. a certain point, he was just sitting there like, wow, this show's okay. <laughs> and I'm like, motherfucker, you're watching an anime and you forgot. You forgot <laughs> yeah, I, you were watching an anime. At no point did the <laughs> shitty anime bullshit slap you in the face and take a shit in your mouth. At what, no what point a high bar did any, to watch yeah, an okay yeah, show. But like, it's good for a show. Not just good for no. an anime show. It's acceptable yeah, it for a show. It's great. Uh, it's, it's not great. You guys like a... this because it has the loose idea of like military tactics. What do you mean the loose idea? It it's literally doing the exact same shit that like virtually all anime does, except for it's just doing it slightly better. It over explains shit. Except that and it, it actually... doesn't actually show it. It does over-explain some very basic field tactics, but I'm not going to expect most people to understand the concept of an Ouroboros flank and how it's a net lose and they should all just go away and go home. You're going to honestly tell me that anyone's going to sit down and be like, you know what, you know what, this is inevitable. When, you, when you, someone's going for a center break line and you pincer off to both sides, sometimes if the front line turns around then and reforms in the back, you can form a little circle. Who the right. fuck knows that? Yeah, that's fine. I don't need I to explain... Okay, I guess my point is because every single piece of tactics they use is a historical reference. Sure, of a real it is battle. great, cool. Now we, I have a compilation of references. Boy, I feel like Marvel. Like I, Marvel? it's like a better written Marvel. Like good when, references. When Marvel references, references it's referencing itself. Yeah, I don't that's, really care though. That's why like, we hate references. I mean, I mean whatever. The whole the show's about war. And they took real things from war to talk right. about war. And right. it's not even the centerpiece of the show. That is it's true. Just the, which makes it's it just the, the fringe thing. fluff. Yeah. The, the actual show is about what it means to be a good person in war and whether or not there is any such thing as a just war. Okay. The people's tactical genius takes a backseat to the fact that uh, both of these very historically blended cultures seem a lot like... Oh, I don't know, the the United States and Russia, or Germany and France the first time, or Germany and France the second time, or, <laughs> or Germany and France, <laughs> or Germany and Russia the first time, or Russia and Japan pretty, the first time. I think and this the is a time. pretty loose comparison. I think you need to is justify it? that one. I, yeah. I want to point out, and we'll start with this right now. Okay, the book series that this is based off of. Which was Japanese in origin, so you okay. know credit where credit is due. They sure. didn't copy some Western shit. Was written in 1982, okay, ten years before Operation Desert Storm, and they're talking about unjust ocu democratic occupation. Yeah, Thir thirty years before the occupation of Iraq, they're talking about the problems inherent to liberating people who don't want to be liberated. 40 years before Donald Trump waves around an invasion plan of Iran, <laughs> they talk about invading other countries for purely political and re-election gain. 
they I'm understand it's pretty nicely what war is like sure. at a time when, at least at the time, the United States was pretty much basing all of their time and money on suppressing black people and funding Contras. I mean, sure. Yeah. They predicted the concept of like eternal war machines and the military industrial complex during its infancy. It's just a shame it's shrouded in subpar dialogue and pacing, you know? Subpar dialogue is definitely true. At the end of the day, the anime did have to rear its ugly head. Yeah, it, it is sure still did. an anime. It's and that's still... my biggest complaint about this shit, is that if it was basically any other medium, it would just magically be better. Because, well, it, it, because yeah. it is an anime, it just has it to be worse. It wouldn't necessarily be Quentin Tarantino, but I do think already we got something a little bit better at being anti-war than, say, Saving Private Ryan. Which I agree. has to push all of its anti-war stuff by showing Matt Damon grow really old while crying. I mean, to be honest, I don't really think this is particularly that anti-war either. Like, it says that it's anti-war, but then it spends, like, a shitload of time glorifying not even the men of the war, the leaders of the war. It a does. really cool decision on that part. And yet, <laughs> those leaders are all weirdly bad people, aren't they? You know, uh, no, even except for that Yang, one that is explicitly poster, like a really cool dude. I don't think the intent, the intention of Yang is that he's a good person. Everyone else is way too good at calling him out on his bullshit. Uh, also, he has a war orphan that he's grooming for command. Yeah, he totally is. In it doesn't society. matter how many times he says he's uncomfortable with it, he still does it. Yeah, but the show is making him seem like a good person, is my point. The show, I think, is using him as a proxy for the very liberal voice of, if I don't do it, no one can. Sure. And he does still, at the end of the day, think that the democracy he lives under is marginally better than the other side. He's a perfect represent- representation of a war dog liberal who just wants to pretend that he's begrudgingly skilled at killing people. And also, again, he's representative of one of the ways that historical leaders of the military were always portrayed, which is as, like, these people who, oh, I I just so happen to be talented, like Joan of Arc or, I guess, Napoleon to an extent. But everyone says all these nice things about me, so I must be a good person. Because he does still, like, he's good at tactics, Yes, but he, he he's like he doesn't necessarily. Also, there are so many times when he's just like completely apathetic. Also, where, yes. where uh, there there some people will like walk up to his face and be like, "We're gonna go save the fourth regiment," and he's like, "No, we shouldn't. They're already dead." He's like, "You don't fucking know that," right, and I'm gonna is, go fix help him. This and is he's a like, part no, of the glorifying don't. of wars because he is, is the it? perfect commander. Is that glorifying yes, war absolutely. when his best this friend is... dies and then he? goes and yes, fucks his because widow. this is like the stoicism thing that makes like toxic masculinity particularly around I war as bad know. as it is i think they do a pretty good job of critiquing that stoicism oh, I, I don't think, think that so at all. the other problem is that he's he's foiled and inexorably pitted against an exact copy of himself on the german side who okay. is also just a good person but is fighting for space hitler and napoleon I mean, I don't particularly think the other guy's a good person either. Neither of them are good people, and I don't think the show ever tries to convince you that they are. You just said it. No, I did not. You just said another person that is also good. Good at tactics. Oh, okay, all right. As in a glorious leader. He's another glorious leader, who if you haven't figured out, he also wants to be Napoleon. He's ambitious. The only thing you can say about Yang is that he's not ambitious. Yes, Yang is absolutely not not a Napoleon. (laughs) 
No, he's not a Napoleon. But like again, like I think the entire reason he isn't that is to discard the the idea that he is objectively a good person. Anyway, let's talk about the plot. <clears throat> so the plot of Legend of the Galactic Heroes is simple. There's a war between two not Germanys and not Frances. They are each their own political thing that is very well fleshed out and makes a whole lot of sense in their contexts. Every single aspect of the politics and political decisions that every single member of both parties take makes logical sense within their world. They argue and bicker over things that they should be arguing and bickering over. They have personal motivations that they only occasionally put aside in favor of honor or some other thing that they believe in, despite the fact that it's dumb and gets them killed, because that's what soldiers do sometime. Yeah. And... Every sing- and there's a third faction who are the, the Swiss, essentially. Uh, they are capitalists who are currently trying to dominate the other two factions merely by funding their eternal war so that eventually they are weak enough that they can completely take over both of their economic functions and, you know, uh, dominate that way. These guys don't get a lot of representation, right? I'm not crazy. Like, I feel no. like it's just that one guy that's like, ah, ha, ha, we need to, like, p- keep the balance, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he's he's the closest thing to a leader that faction has, if it means anything to you. Yeah, I mean, that, that does. Because, like, I remember being like, I thought there were fucking three, like, factions here. There and are. then, like, we he, didn't get to see them. And I was the like, The thing okay. is, is that there's no presidency or leadership position. He's literally just an oligarch. So that's why he doesn't do the whole, like, sit in a boardroom and, you know, pontificate. He sits in his luxury townhouse with his prostitute and pontificates. Yeah, and sure. And credit where credit's due again, that prostitute's pretty goddamn smart. Oh, yeah. I mean, he even that actually prosti- says, That prostitute's like, fucking smarter than most of them. <laughs> I mean, he, he literally says to her, like, why do you keep going to work? Like, you know, wh- what's the deal? I don't, I wish I could remember her answer because I remember it being, like, actually pretty good. She, said, she literally says to him, you didn't buy my freedom. Oh, Damn. yeah. yeah. Shits in his it. glass and he just laughs it off because he got owned. I'm not owned. You're owned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. I- I'm not dumb. You're an idiot. Because, and, and to, to the point of, like, every single one of these governments is so well represented that it's often very difficult to discern what the story thinks of it. But I don't think it's anything, you know, a stretch to say that the author and the soapbox of this is that every single, all three of these forms of government are objectively evil. But not in a, like cackling and wringing your hands evil in a they have to be evil because evil was the only way that they got what they got Mm, maybe i mean i think there's probably a more nuanced take in there at least for the like the one that's claiming to be like good the the republic or whatever like i think one that claims to be good i think it's the most time spent on how evil it is I it's agree almost, because you have to convince the audience that this thing of enlightened, you know, thought is actually yeah, really bad. They have to be you have to convince people that the Democrats are evil. Nobody Correct. has to be convinced that the Germans who instituted a, a eugenics program are evil. Exactly, All you have yes. to do is have that throwaway line where someone says, Oh yeah, under the eugenics program I would have been discarded as less than human. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, they, they, they kept so me around because I was already alive and it was more effort to execute me than anything else. Yeah, like, like, damn, oh. bro. <laughs> okay. I also appreciate <laughs> that like like in a kind of foil again in the same episode that they talk about that eugenics program they feature and showcase the only black commander in the uh, republican navy and he also 
is like a, a weird outsider. So the irony is that despite the fact that they don't have a eugenics program, you still see an extremely racially homogenous society on the part of the Republic. See, because, okay, like, I, I think this is a good example of, like, I don't particularly think that's because, you know, of the genius of the show writers. I, I do think know just, that that is a thing. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Like, they did that on purpose. Yes. Racism comes up a little bit later in, in oh, the original okay. show. Then credit where, on that one. I, I yeah, really assumed they, that was just, like, a bias towards, you know, fewer people of color because, like, they are from Japan no. and, you know. And more yeah. importantly, I mean, like, just watching him portrayed as a black person is actually tasteful. His blackness is not the sole reason he exists, and yet it is also a set piece that tells you something about the world that you live in. Yeah, that is good, then. I, I acknowledge that. I did not know it was on purpose. That's abnormal. Also, <laughs> it's abnormal for a lot it. of media. They gloss over it, but um, the Republic has a thing for vagrants. Uh, what they consider vagrants. They they do not like refugees, and that that uh, they briefly go over it in this in the show. I think it's like episode three or four, where there's this random scene where a bunch of people in a really poor looking spaceship are like, "We're going to the new home. That's where the Republic has set up everything, and we can be free of the Empire." Remember when they were talking about that? Yeah, I think so. It's just yeah. a real brief scene where like it doesn't seem like it connects to anything. Um, guessing it, we see them dead later or something no no it's just that like that was the original way that people got there and later it's going to be brought back when they talk about like refugees from the empire not being allowed oh despite oh, the okay. fact that I'm that was how now. they yeah that was I remember how they the got a country yeah okay but uh yeah so uh the only thing i want to talk about with plot is just there are basically three arcs that we watched in 12 episodes which I watched 12 episodes. I don't the know first arc, did. yeah, I, I actually watched 13. Um, okay, cool. Because I wanted to see the the actual like, fight, you know, like 12. the big one. Wow, yeah. you guys suck. Clearly, you guys don't like this as much as well, I mean, we've also we've also seen the second seen the season. Clearly, season. you guys don't <laughs> like seen this the full as much as yeah, I, I think so that yeah. the yeah. listeners agree. So we're still ahead of you. We've actually, this is mm -hmm. a rewatch of it, so we've now watched it more than you. Steve has my back. Don't worry. Anyway, the first... The first two episodes are about the point. Battle of Astarte, which is the Empire has sent an invasion force to retake the Republic into their zone. Um, Yang is a random little nobody who's on a ship. The Republic is losing the battle due to Lohengram doing a, um, I guess it's like the opposite of a defense in detail. I don't really know what it's called, but basically just like the the separate and destroy tactic where yeah, right. if people are trying to surround you and you have the mobility advantage, you can just punch through the center and take people piece by piece where they can't fuck you, fuck you up. Um, very, very basic tactic shit. And Yang manages to turn a losing situation into a stalemate by basically reforming a single, uh, a single blob with his remaining forces and uh, basically try to attack them from the rear and the, so that they constantly are circling each other, blah, blah, blah. Turning it into a stalemate gets him the label of the hero of a start and a big promotion. Uh, but the problem is, is that they lost a whole lot of people in that battle. Yes, uh, a but lot. The government, like most of their forces. <laughs> yeah, but the government, in order to save face, has to say that it was a hero and a heroic victory in order to not get basically the... Ousted. The, not necessarily just ousted, but questioned by the people who live in that quote-unquote democracy. Sure. So after that, the next thing that happens is we get some backstory on Yang and Lohengram. 
they're both people who came up without inherent standing in their respective countries and have gotten what they've got now through exemplary military um, service, though through different perspectives. Lohengram, the German version of Yang, uh, basically did what a lot of people did, which is sign up for the military so that he can get power. And with the power that he's going to get politically and militarily, he's going to basically reshape his circumstances to the way he wants them to be. Yang, on the other hand, uh, was he the kind of person... He just wanted to study history. Well, specifically, what he wanted to do was he's the guy who thinks that his whole world is going to be destroyed if he doesn't go and join the military. And yes, while all he wants to do is study um, study tactics and read history and make love to his best friend's girl, uh, he understands that he has an extreme talent for this and that he joins the military basically purely because he feels like he has to. This I mean, is sure. this is yeah, so that that's the backstory we get and then the next bit is they capture Easterlone, a giant fort, space fort, planet. Uh, I mean, this uh, is just a death star. We can call it what it is. It's a death star. It 100% yeah. is. I actually uh, 19, like 1982, Easterlone it's just, like literally a death star. It's a death star, but it's also like a more practical version of a death star, which is instead of a tiny little beam of light that somehow wipes out an entire planet, it does what is much more useful, which is covers an entire section of the fucking sky with a death ray. Like, space is big, you know, and people forget that space is big. If you send an inch down, like, a fucking hallway, you know, you're not going to hit what you're after. Yeah, you're but not if you shit. send a hallway down a hallway, you're getting it, dude. Especially when your force is in the tens of thousands of ships. Exactly, That yeah. have to have a, a decent yeah. amount of space between them to not hit each other. So, yeah, this was cool. I, I didn't mind that. And then Yang yeah, said, I, fire across her nose. And then he goes, yes, I said, he, across not her nose, it. not up it. <laughs> he does that thing <laughs> where he tries to have mercy on people and minimize losses. This is another one of his ways that he tries to grapple with the fact that he's a trained murderer. Right. And he eventually just, you know, has to do what he feels like he has to do. Uh, another thing that's very important because Yang's character development throughout the series is that he gets more and more utilitarian. While Lohengrum, on the other hand, actually gets more and more humanitarian. Interesting. But I mean, I guess that is the only direction. For in their own go, ways. But... I'm not going to say that Lohengrum ever is like, fuck it, I I'm going to save the people rather than win this battle. But sure. the reality is that he was never one to sacrifice civilians at all. He just started getting put into that situation more often. Sure. Um, but the other thing is that, of course, Yang, who's constantly you know, being roped back into one more job, uh, has to keep going on the offensive rather than <laughs> Just defensive. Just what I thought I was out. Hey, pull me back in. Yeah, it, it doesn't work. It's really it weird. Long. He just keeps doing impressions, and it doesn't make much sense. I don't really get it. It's in '82, you know. <laughs> also, yeah, season really two, sense. which you didn't watch, is all about a um, a literal civil war that the Republic borderline has with those uh, with those KKK QAnon people. Oh yeah. Oh wait, what? Hold on. The Republic has with. Oh yeah, because yes. they are in the Republic. The Republic right. has a, a military coup. Yeah. An attempted military coup. I mean, you kind of know this is going to happen because, like, one of the top admirals was like, oh, those idiots? Don't you worry about those idiots? And, like, meanwhile, our main yeah, character it, is sitting in the room like, well, they just fucking firebombed my house last night, but yeah, whatever, sure. They That's the, that's kind of what makes it so, like, true to life in a way. Is yes, that, like, I agree. Everybody knows who it is. It's just, like, you can't do anything about it because another thing that's extremely accurate the way they portray like military bureaucracy and politics is 
as being just completely resistant to any sort of change is really well done. The, yeah, there's that's there, true. there are bad guys and bad officers who just say dumb shit, and there's always a reason, no matter how dumb it seems, that like you know why they can't just get rid of them. Every time, somebody will be like over here, and they'll be like, "Oh man, I'm doing the the evil thing where I cackle and wring my hands, and I'm gonna take over the the democracy and get rid of it." And someone else is like, "Hey, did you yeah, hear that? Like, right? Like, what the but, fuck?" But his <laughs> but his dad is this guy or he's gotten this this accolade from fighting in this war or he has all these voters and supporters so like we can't just get rid of him because someone's gonna replace him there's the one character that i'm sure everyone here is thinking about and it's uh i don't remember his fucking name commander folk i do remember his name yeah Um, it's because you do like it that's how much you paid attention at the very least no i can just remember things now it's actually really weird i remember names really well okay Um, what's what's the red-haired right-hand man of lohengrum Oh, I didn't, not anime names. I'm still just acceptable on those. I meant like real people, the people that actually come kind on, of fucking matter. Come on, it's Oh, jeez. Uh, okay, whatever. Um, yeah, he's, I'm glad boy. that he's not just a stooge, by the way, because he actually gets to no. fight battles and be good. He's not. Um, he dies. he definitely was when? I think season two. Oh, okay. That's good. Or three. He can fuck off. I assume uh, that's gets, the reason gets... why Blondie becomes like sympathetic. Lone Grom becomes sympathetic towards uh, people. Do you want another spoiler? No, actually, the opposite happens. Oh, what? Didn't you he, just he, say Lohengrom becomes yeah, more like... Okay. even later, Lohengrom oh, becomes see. more of a leader when he becomes emperor. Ah. When does he become a worm, though? That's what I want to know. He never becomes a worm. He never becomes hmm. a worm. I'm just saying, I feel like, you know, I, I've seen one man become emperor. I've seen them all. Like that, It happened to Napoleon, too. Guy became a bunch of worms. You know, it's Napoleon like Napoleon definitely became a worm. Yeah. Anyway, so we didn't mention it, and I do want to mention it. Those backstory episodes were the fucking worst. They weren't great. And honestly, even the first episode sucked. The fact They're that we were given Lo and Grom as like as an introduction to the show, I was like, oh my god! If we have to exist with Lo and Grom as the main character of the show, I'll fucking kill myself. Like, he was so obnoxious. He's, like, much more quintessential. Um, actually, I guess he's the one half of a, of a main character of anime, and Yang is the other, where, like, you have one guy that is extremely overconfident, despite the fact that he is actually extremely gifted, and he fought the entire way to get there. And then you have the other anime pro tag that is like, oh, I just kind of got forced to come here, but, like, I'm also really gifted. And, like, these are the two modes of like anime main characters and we have both i guess so yeah that's something. a little bit they're a little bit more complicated than that uh, they the are, problem is, is in their backstory like... they're not that's kind of the problem is that in these backstory episodes you actually get less like development than anything else which kind of feels bad yeah you know it feels I mean? spud because like you get this like at minimum you know, a pseudo okay. I, I really am sticking to this on uh, on this one, guys. But like, the tactic sim shit is acceptable. Um, like, I'm just not that impressed with it. Whenever like you have a bunch of leaders standing around having a very calm, passive discussion about the different tactics that are about to happen on their like viewport screens, and you're like, yeah, this is. This is real engaging, guys. Like, I've seen fucking, you know, YouTube simulation stuff of, like, battle tactics that's much more engaging than this. Like, we yeah. know that there's better ways of doing this. But, yeah, like, yeah. That, just... that, that, that particular simulation one, too, where they're like, he attacked the supply ship, he wins. That, that one was 
that's the most egregious example. Like that one just sucks. You that, mean like that, when he's like wins the supply line, like he murders his yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he doesn't that, even fight that one. It's just he shows up and they're all dead. Is that what you mean? No, I'm talking no, like about literally the one, when in he the was backstory in a episodes. Yeah, the simulator Where episode. Yang goes in the simulator, oh, I, and they're like, he's sending, he's sending off the a simulator. small squad. Now I'll deal with that later. Now oh, we blew up my supply chain, and that means I lose. Ah. Yeah, yeah. That that felt like shit. That was a very bad scene. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. That those those backstory episodes, I was like, mm hmm, mm hmm. The only just fucking the only, blurred. Honestly, the only reason they even need them is because you need to know about Lohengrim's sister because she is how he becomes emperor. Yeah, but oh, oh, you mean like much later? Yeah. Okay, because I was like, I don't fucking care. It's, like, it's I not think even really his core motivation. It she really doesn't have much to do with it. She's sure. his like humanitarian thing. She's his uh, as Jessica Rabbit or whatever the fuck her bitch's name is. What? The, so the, Jessica is the Jessica name Alba. of the girl that Yang fucks after his friend dies in the Battle of the Stars. What does that oh, have yeah, to do Jessica with Roger Edwards? Rabbit? And she, I just Jessica Jessica Rabbit. It's just her name's Jessica. That's it. But more no. importantly, <laughs> Jessica in the Republic becomes a uh, representative of the anti-war party, and. Um, Oh uh, yes, the yeah, we see that. Lohengrim's sister is a similar sort of thing. She's she gets married to and gets like basically fucked and owned by the emperor, the current one, because oh. of how nice she is as a person, you know, quote unquote, like how perfect of a wife she is. And then when, you know, Lohengrim becomes emperor and she's not like any different, it kind of kind of breaks his understanding of the world and what he was fighting for to an extent. Wait, as in she's no different. She is still a very nice individual. She's still a very nice individual, but still like a piece of property. How, why would she still he's be a piece st- of? Because he's forced to treat her like one. Why? He treats her like one to get his position. Oh, okay, got it. He uses her to get his position, and then when it's done, she's like, "Oh, she does the same things for him." That she did for the other emperor, and that fucks with his brain. Huh. Okay. Kind of thing. Okay. Anyway, but um, yeah, that's the only reason they really need the backstory episodes is because Lohengrim's sister plays a little bit more of a part later on, and they have to kind of establish things. Other than that, yeah, they could have gotten rid of that, and it, it sucks too because um, Easter Loan's cool. Uh, the Castrop Rebellion, I think, is one of the better parts. I enjoyed that. The uh, the empire has a has an issue with its aristocracy, similar to how uh, Napoleon had an issue with the aristocracy, and that they still hold a lot of political power. But now that the 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 state has basically transitioned to a military empire, they're becoming less and less important, and a few of them are lashing out and trying to like take pieces that they don't they don't deserve. And, they uh, want to be the state, but they don't know that Napoleon is the state. They don't know that they lost everything. They, they don't know yeah. that they've already lost. Yeah, they, so <laughs> yeah exactly. Kirschais has to go and, and wipe them out, but he does it in a very particular way at the behest of Lohengrom. And again, like this is another one of those things where they're both humanitarians, but in very different capacities, where Kirschais is actually more of the objective, like altruist who just doesn't want to kill people because he thinks yes. it's bad and wrong. Yeah, yeah. Lohengrom doesn't want to kill people because he feels like it would impact the industry of his nation. And killing your own people in a civil war is just bad logistics and bad war. 
Everyone's so, Machiavellian. Well, yeah, they're that, not that, everyone. Well, they're not. Whatever. Yeah, I know. Lohengrim's but... Machiavellian. Yeah. Kirschice is not. So Kirschice is the one who goes. He gets the in a wonderful scene. He gets the uh, he gets the men of a particular group on a ship to betray their commander and shoot him in the fucking back like eight times. Yeah, this was cool. It's, this was a really good scene. It's incredible. Yeah, I, I mean, not just because you know, fuck the aristocracy, but like. It was just a. It was also believable, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Even exactly. for a cacklingly evil aristocrat, everything he does makes sense. He's yeah. fighting a battle. He got all these people under his command simply because he theoretically owns them. And when Basically. they start losing and things start to go wrong, he loses his shit and starts commanding them like they're not people because he doesn't understand how to be a military leader. He only knows how to be like an owner. He only knows how to treat his slaves and his servants. He doesn't know at all how to treat anyone who's even close to his equal. And then Kirsheis plants the powder keg of being like, hey, I've surrounded you. I've given you a complete L of a, of a loss. You can't fucking get out of this alive. But I haven't killed a single one of you because what I actually want is to give you a chance to shoot that dumbass in the back and just go yeah. home. Yeah, and genuinely the, really cool. And the second, this, the, of course, the aristocrat hears this, he freaks out even harder yeah. and just, just signs his own fucking death warrant and gets shot. Yeah, like not a single person here... Uh, has done wrong because you just followed what your aristocrat told you to do. I am here. I am the bigger aristocrat. I won't hurt you. He's a fuckwit. Kill him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're you're officially you're officially breaking the law. I and, and he hits him with the pride too, where it's like you've done a good job doing what this guy told you to do. Now I'm telling you, you don't have to anymore, and you're free. Yeah. Actually, he doesn't even say kill him. Um, no, I, he doesn't. Like he just says, no, he literally surrender. just says, "I just want him as a cap." Like I, you know, I'm here to bring yeah, him yeah, in, as a captor or whatever. He yeah. says, "Capture him." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they shoot him. Yeah, that's capturing I, it, him. I, they probably would. True. Yeah, they, they've and captured his life cared. forever. Nobody cared. If anything, when Kirsai finds out he's dead, he's like, "Good." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah I it's, think it's it's still reasonable to say that Kirsai, although he is like, you know. Uh, the humanitarian, quote unquote. I mean, he still he's is still a, a military killer. leader. Yeah, yeah, he's still a killer. There's, but there's, like, there's it, a reasonableness to it's it. It's very important why each of them does the things they do, even if what they do is exactly the same. Like when when uh, Yang keeps constantly offering surrender, he knows they're not going to take it, so it's completely pointless. He does it basically just to. Just to get save some face a little bit, really. Yeah, you. And other I mean, people are perfectly reasonable to call him out on that, yeah. including his his black superior officer, who basically tells him that like you don't get to fucking leave. the The military will ring you until you're out of juice, and yeah. that's it. That's what it's. And then he literally says, I believe the exact quote is, uh, "You're going to be forced to do exactly what your talent allows, and and it wouldn't be fair of you not to because they did that to me." They forced me to do all these things that I didn't want to do, but I had the ability to do. And now, fuck you. You're going to do it, too. Listen, I had to pay my student debt, so you're going to have yeah, to do literally. that shit, too. It's a bad fucking argument. He's not yeah. I don't want to make the world a better place. I want people to suffer as much as I had to. Boom, he also boom, boom, does boom, this boom. right after he gets done describing the fact that, actually, yeah, we have a real like insurgent problem like of domestic nationalist terrorists in our country. That guy that you who was talking shit in the press conference, uh, yeah, he's the leader. I don't care. <laughs> We're gonna keep him around because he does a good job. It's just he's just not as talented as you. That's the only reason I'm not using him anymore. But it's the reason I'm going to guilt trip you into doing even more. 
because motherfucker, I don't want him to have any more power. And if you don't do it, I have to pick him because he's good at it. Like, yeah. what the fuck, man? That's fucked up. But it's fucked up in a perfectly representative way of reality. And it's fucked up in a way where, one, you can see people saying something like that. And more importantly, it's not a misrepresentation. Because basically the, the point of this show and these books is basically to say, I don't need to met, re, misrepresent war to be anti-war. I can represent war in its best and most ideal possible form, and it's still a piece of shit. That's what makes it effective for me, is that they basically give all of the characters, all of which who are bad in different ways or good in different ways, it gives them the best argument for their position and still proves them wrong every time. Sometimes sooner rather than later or later rather than sooner. I guess. So like, as usual with this stuff, I think you're interpreting it correctly. It's just difficult for me to latch onto this stuff because the trappings surrounding it are just so blase. Like the interpretation of this is good. Um, and you know, maybe you're ascribing more than it deserves. Uh, it sounds like actually it does deserve this, but like, yeah, but that's the other thing where like having seen it all really tells you that, but yeah, it's just draped in stuff that makes it so hard for me to watch. Like I don't need to have all this shit explained. And like, I, and like for the record, I think that you have a, a decent point about the whole Ouroboros thing, right? Like, you know what? I don't know what an Ouroboros flank is, but I have, you know, a cursory understanding of battlefield tactics, which means if you show me what's happening, I can put it together. Well, Just all, literally yeah, well, demonstrate. That, that's good. And you're right that they over-explain it. But I do think that um, they do a very good job of making sure that when you're basically watching these battles go on, you can kind of, kind of like a good Sherlock Holmes mystery, you can guess at what's going to happen, but then they have to kind of like give you the extra sauce. Where, like, at yeah, the end of the day, Sherlock Holmes is a bad detective. The shit he says he does is dumb and impossible. Sure. But you, yeah. it has to be. Otherwise, it would be way too predictable and boring. Right, so you right. have to walk this completely impossible line where people have to be able to follow what the fuck you're talking about, but not know the mystery before it happens. You still have to get that shock. So, yeah, they try to do that with the military tactics, and they're not always very good at it. Where they have to basically put you in a situation where there's something kind of obvious that people should be doing. Uh, and then they do it and then they have to kind of pat themselves on the back a little bit, but then they got to take it up to 11 a little bit and make it crazy. That's where the whole, like, we're going to piece them, We're going to attack them in pieces. Yeah. No shit, man. That's pretty obvious. That's not exactly like, you know, a 600 IQ play. Right. But then later I mean, they'll be like, like, here's the exact the same scenario war. and we do it a different bidder. No, it's not. It's a little bit better than the art of war. No, but like, do you see my point? Like, when you read the art of war, it's fucking boring because, like, a lot of this shit. If you've watched any war movie or any battlefield tactics breakdown, you'll be like, yeah. But like, for the art of war, it was valuable because like, YouTube wasn't a thing. We didn't have books. Like, you know, the art of war sucks. The art of war doesn't really tell you anything. Yeah, I, it tells I you would like even go with like now. Machiavelli's bit at the end where he talks about pike formation things is a little bit more like personal information. He'll say shit like, don't rely on mercenaries. They are, they're only as good as their money. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Like, I, I get it. 
But at the end of the day, it was a consequence of the context that he was in, where yeah, mercenaries right. kept turning around and taking over the cities they were paid by. I mean, that was the age. So yeah, it was the age. So, but like, <laughs> I, at the end of the day, like they can't say the most complicated shit of all time because no one's going to understand it. And if I'm they not say the simple for shit, that. I just don't want them to say anything. This feels like a better production version of Doctor Stone. Like I, I don't need to be t- like. I mean, maybe that's my grief here. Is that like so many anime? I either have to deal with like you know the the garbage we normally watch, or, or they assume you're stupid. Yeah, yeah, you're. It's literally just like okay, today um, it's actually really hard to get our students to pay attention. We're gonna just bring them in. Yes, they're tenth graders. We're gonna pop into VHS and we're just gonna teach them a really cool lesson. And you're like, oh, well, what are you teaching me about? Uh, we're gonna teach you about chemistry through the art of anime. And you're like, well, this just kind of is like a shitty anime now. Like, it's like. Is it competently put together? Yes. Is the production value high? I, I guess, sure. I don't want to learn about fucking chemistry through anime. Just, like, let me go do it. Like, I, I don't know. I mm. just... It, it, maybe it it's just better. not designed for me. It also know. gets better in later seasons when it's Yang, Velo, and Grum more often than that. I mean, now that makes sense. Because then you actually would get to see, like... The, I mean, talent, a, the two talented people will have the different two things that they do. People. This Not like, only, because okay, that's the right. other thing that Red happens from now is, on. Well, oh, well, they, okay, okay. There's there, the other people, the side characters, like Kirscheis is a side character, but yeah, like right. th- there's going to be a lot more of them who all start developing their own skills and like unique traits. So okay. it's not it's not just them who are like good tacticians anymore. Yeah, it, even, I, there, you're even, I think even by the end of season two, there is a, there is a Republic general who is actually really good and just... You haven't really heard about him yet. Yeah, you know it's I mean? it like definitely. I think the first season is definitely weighed down by the amount of just ridiculous levels of incompetence. Like, yeah, I mean, like obscene. Because I, I know that I get that they're like playing after something here. Because Commander Falk is like the highest point of this, and it's it is actually really funny because these moments absolutely happened in real history. So like, there is a humorous bit to this where you have someone like Commander Falk that like clearly knows nothing. But he's well-connected, oh, so you have to listen I, to him? I, he actually is a lot more capable than he comes off. Because he's Are we shown gonna, that? He, yeah. Like, when, actual question. When the, when the QQQ tries to take over the government. Wait, wait, wait. He's one of the people... There's a military coup in oh, the later, Republic. Oh, later, season two, you're saying. Yeah, and he's on, that, on the, uh, the coup side. So he gets to... Oh. He gets to do a lot of tactics and the things he has them do make a lot of sense and are very smart. I, I like how Commander Falk gets his uh, his redemption arc in the form of him joining the KKK and you know the Q. a redemption arc. <laughs> yeah, because he goes from being a fucking idiot that literally no, doesn't know how to command. Anything. I don't think he was ever an idiot. I don't. I know, think man. What they're clearly painting him like that. What are you talking about? They're painting him as a person who wants to invade, but you also have to remember and is that totally like, vapid. No, Yang, who who says he's an idiot, is wrong. Because, again, like, Yang is not objectively correct about this invasion. He's actually objectively wrong. He about, just doesn't want to do... About an, whether to do invasion or About not? the invasion having a problem. Yeah, he's objectively wrong. Wait, hold on. So are you, are you defending just the idea that the invasion could have been effective? Or are you defending yes. the idea that having a perfectly straight line that stretches your supply lines is a good idea? No, the... the because that point was he Commander said Falk's is that, idea, which is insane. No, Commander Falk's idea was have a big, long, uh, stretchy supply line and a reserve force who's specifically there to defend it. 
that's still. I mean, it's name not, a time in history fine. where that's been a good plan. Like I, any invasion ever. Not there's like no how such he thing as invading. It. Are you kidding? There's no such thing as invading piece by piece. Hell, Blitzkrieg is I, the opposite not... of this idea. Blitzkrieg is literally the opposite of this idea. Run through the gap wait, and but, take up as much space as humanly possible. But stretch not, your fucking supply lines. But that's yeah, not yeah. what they were risk doing. Risk the reverse pocket. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't risk, because risk they didn't the reverse occupy pocket. space. They just went through it. They didn't even no, take they anything occupied. over. Yes, they did. Motorized infantry occupied it once they no, landed. Wait, no, 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 no. I'm not. Yes, I agree with what you're saying about Blitzkrieg. That has nothing to do with the show because they're not related at all. They are. All, all that they're going to make them Falk, related. The only thing Falk said was just, "I'm going to drive a fucking spear into the empire and basically mm-hmm. stop for no man and have supply lines run yes. up and down the whole thing." That is and not a Blitzkrieg. And w- yes, it is. And when oh he said, God. when someone else said, "Hey, that's a bad idea because of the supply line," he says, "That's why we have a reserve force who stays behind and pincers them anytime they come out." You're like you're completely devaluing the importance of like sergeants in the Blitzkrieg effort because they had to be flexible. I'm not There's I'm saying a deep invasion into enemy territory to take as much territory as possible in order to shock and awe the population into surrender is not a bad plan. He didn't say any of that shit. He doesn't. He he didn't say any of that. Yes, he does. He doesn't need to. Why are you defending this character? He has a A nervous breakdown when he's challenged once. He has a nervous breakdown because he's an angry little pissant. But his plan is not a bad one. His plan has flaws, like any plan has flaws. Supply trains can always be raided. Yeah, I'm even not on the saying offensive. they can't be. I'm just saying that this doesn't make it a blitzkrieg. His plan is not objectively bad. The show does not treat it as objectively bad. He is not treated as an objective idiot. He is just a warmonger and a racist against racists. He's an extremely ambitious man Wait, is the who Empire only sees considered being racist. I don't what? think we've been given that. I mean, his, they, his damp- they kind of regard each other as almost different groups of people, but whatever. It's not important. Okay. Yeah. The, so they're the, like, they're still all humanity, but whatever. Yeah. They're just, he's a warmonger. He hates the empire and he doesn't even really hate them that much. So much as he performs the hatred of them for his own ambition, because yes, as he found out very with. quickly is that the more he says that he hates the empire, the more people will accept whatever the other things he does are. And this is a good example of that. An extremely aggressive invasion isn't a bad idea. No, it however, isn't. <laughs> however, he has to dress it up as the end all be all invasion because that's his that's his fucking uh, ambition. The problem is, is that he actually does somewhat have the skills to back up most of it. Maybe we see that later. We, we definitely do. do not see when that when he in forms one. a coup. Okay. And he I... turns all of his ambition, like Lohengram, on his own state. I, and does I it... don't know, man. I, I, again, I, clearly it happens in season two, but that's the reason why I'm calling this a redemption arc. Because, redemption like, arc. Because we don't see... He's a fucking moron in the first he's season. He's not a There's, moron. He just says Name shit. one thing that the show shows in season one that makes him intelligent. Oh, Nothing. That's my there's fucking just nothing, point. There's nothing in there that shows him as dumb either. What? I, there's just a bunch of people saying that he's a little out of line when he insults Yang to his face. That's it. They still do the plan, you know. I. It's like you're... Yeah, they do the plan because the guy is completely in charge. No, he's not. 
I, he's not even the, he's not a senior ranking person there at all. Well, it's weird because no one seems to go above his head. There's an entire scene that's two minutes long about how one of his subordinates wants to talk to someone, and he quote unquote can't talk above this guy because that wouldn't be using the, the people. Like, a chain the of people who are actually clip. in charge look the little glasses man in the face and say, "Figure it out. I don't care." I don't. Which one's the little? Is Faulkner wear glasses? I don't remember. No, 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 no. Falk is not the glasses. The glasses one is the logistics the, guy. That's Yang. Oh, friend. I wasn't even talking about logistics. I was talking about um the dude Bucock. That guy's the hilarious Bocock, name. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I'm talking about him. That guy has yeah. a two minute scene with Falk where he's yes. like, I want to talk to the person in charge, and Falk is like, No. Yeah. I. Okay. I know. Falk isn't a very high up man either, or not Falk. Uh, Bocock. I, right, my point is that Falk, for all purposes of the show, is the senior commanding officer because we're not given anyone above him to look we at. We are. It's just it's that written matters. in Japanese text that you can't read. Yeah, okay, <laughs> come on, dude. I feel I know, like I, I'm putting you at the you. goddamn plate and you're refusing to hit the ball. I don't know why. I don't know why they took away the subtitles that spell out everyone's character card. I don't know why they fucking did that. But... When they introduce all the people at the boardroom, they do tell you who's in charge, and it's the one fat old guy who says to the to the glasses wearing logistics man, uh, "What if? Why don't we just get our supplies? If some if by some miracle they do destroy our supply chain, why don't we just take it from the planets that we are occupying?" And the guy goes, "Well, I don't really know whether or not that's going to work every single time." And the guy goes, "That's not my fucking problem. That's your problem, logistics nerd." Right. That's and the fucking leader telling also, the logistics nerd to shut up. Okay, fine. So that's the leader. Guess who doesn't actually take any effort at all to acknowledge the fact that his plan could fail in that way? Well, Falk. that's because they all believe that when they liberate these people that they're uh, going to be on their side. Yeah, I know. But like every smart character we're introduced to in this show takes precautions that actually have a modicum of chance of working. Yeah. And Falk does not. Why are you defending him as intelligent in the season? He has the reserve force. He's the one who came up with the original That's fallback plan. That's just the default plan of every logistics ever. Yeah? So it's okay. not actually an, a well, real why plan. Do you need more? Because every single main character that's intelligent in this show has more. They've set a standard as a show. I, ignore military. They have set a standard of what intelligence yeah, looks so like in the show. Yeah, so you're right. The characters in the show don't know that the smart characters in the show are smarter than they are. No, what I'm saying is the author knows which characters are smart and properly sets them up to look that way. We I, should trust the fact that I am being shown this guy to be a fucking moron. I think you just want to hate him, and you're Why applying the moron. Why would I not want to hate him? Because you're supposed to want to hate him, but moron isn't a part of it. I'm sorry. I your don't, expectations I think you are completely dashed. I think your expectations in are intentionally dashed by the author who did not make him a moron. In season he just two. made him an just asshole. Just to be clear, in season two, yeah, my expectations just are made him an asshole. So a season I haven't seen dashes my expectations. And then he Hitlers himself. I, well, that's good. We're we're glad to see that he suicides himself. Hooray! I yep. I just don't know why. I, I I think it's just maybe it's difficult because you've seen more. But there there was not a single thing. I that don't gave understand us a what the point of it is. Like, why is it so important that he be dumb? Because it doesn't matter. Because it's a fucking historical joke. No, because, because you're trying to apply like an extreme amount of intelligence to the things that Yang and his supporters say. And I'm telling you right now that the point of the show is not to make him seem like a genius. Who? Wait, which him? Yang. 
is he is not a genius. He is not always right. Yeah, I, that is I've not the point of this. Yes, no one is always right in this, but it seems like there's a dearth of intelligence in most of these rooms in season sure, one. Sure, whatever. Which is how we got on this topic. Is that like okay. there is basically only Yang, redheaded fuck, and then there's Bucock, and then or sorry, I meant to say Yang and Bucock, and then Lo and Grom and, and logistics and logistics guy. Logistics is kind of intelligent too. Yeah, I mean he just does his job. He like does. Well, his he very he covers for him job. a few times. That's true. Yeah, he does. He's the only reason he kept his job, actually, once or twice. Okay, fair enough. So he is competent as well. I mean, like, yeah. this this could be, like, a fun thing they're, they're doing, like, about how, like, Napoleon promoted, like, uh, meritocratic ability in his military. Like, you know, that is an interesting conversation. Oh, and just... the Empire expat commander. Uh, oh, yeah, he the was The guy cool. who took off Easterlone. I mean, he was a piece of shit and womanizer, but... Yeah, yeah. he is a piece of shit. <laughs> But yes, he was a good actor. And that's and actually you know what's all we see of him is that he's good at acting. But yes. You ever wondered how uh, the Fazan, the third faction, the capitalist faction, knows so much about the plan to capture Easterlone? I don't know. I assume there's a mole. Yeah, there's a couple. I mean, okay. Every guess... side's got spies. Yeah, you know what's really I... fun about the show is trying to figure out who the spy is before they tell you. Okay, now that's cool. Yeah. That is, that's good. I have a little bit of faith problems on whether they tell me outright or not because they tell me they will tell you outright once he gets exposed but basically if you use a basic like if you use your third person like omniscient perspective and you pay attention to who knows what at what time it's there's it's a very short list of people who who knew about the Easterlorn force so like there's only a few people who can be traitors who is it motherfucker is it the captain I think it is the one of the German guys, and I think one of the oh, fuck one of the people he gets assigned in the thirteenth, who they haven't really introduced much. Okay. And the girl is the one who catches the spy. Yeah, I was his like say staff I, sergeant or whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, the Winry character of this show. Yeah, Winry. Actually, no, not, that's actually unfair. Um, what's her face that is the sniper chick from Full Metal? I guess that's more what she is. Sniper chick from Full Metal. Yeah, I remember. Um. She's the one that is not an alchemist because women aren't allowed to be alchemists in that show. Um, and she I'm just, has... I just keep thinking about Winry. I, I'm blanking on this other person. I don't know. I'll come back with it later. Whatever. It's uh, Hawkeye. There it is. Her name's um, Hawkeye? Lieutenant Hawkeye. Isn't it Lieutenant Hawkeye? Oh, sh- I don't know. I, I don't like Brotherhood or, or Full Metal Alchemist. Reza Hawkeye. Speaking of, speaking of shit that's way better anti-war... Uh, this is way better anti-war than Brotherhood and Full Metal Alchemist. You want to talk about a show that glorifies the the fucking leaders and the people who are capable with their magic powers? Let's talk about Full Metal Alchemist. I mean, they both do that. <laughs> like, they yeah, both but one of them. I mean, you is just defended a chuckle for, fuck for like an entire like eight minutes here, who yeah, has like, like just, no justification just that for he's being like good. evilly smart and somewhat capable, capable enough to be a problem later. <laughs> later. <laughs> Isn't that so? I think my issue with this whole argument, Ethan, coming from you, is you sat here and said that like this show tells you too much, and it does. Like that's um, no point against that. With as, tactics, yeah. But but when a character like this sort of comes off as maybe dumb, even though his tactic isn't necessarily the dumbest, and then later on you kind of learn more about the character, you're frustrated that they didn't tell they didn't front load everything about this guy in the the episodes that you saw him with. I mean, I said that it was a redemption arc. 
Well, no, and no, then, no, no, I get then, that, but you like just based, on, his, just like, based on your first season, but... though, is what I'm saying is you think he's an idiot because they didn't tell you up front that he was smart. Okay. Well, that, but then, right, he he actually was smart the whole time, sort of, or at least capable enough. And actually, what he was doing in the first season wasn't as dumb as you thought it was. But because they don't tell you that, then you're mad because you think that the author knows how to make people smart and didn't do it right when you first saw him. So therefore, he must be an idiot. That's kind of what I get. The characters have motivations that exist outside of the bounds of smart and dumb paradigms. Well, like even the characters who are expressly shown to be like morbidly stupid have reasons for the things that they're doing beyond that they're the dumb character. So, So, like, even if this guy's not one of the people who's or, or is just one of the dumb people, like, the purpose in their story is not to be the evil guy who cackles in the corner and goes, I love nationalism. I mean, to me, what I thought this... And, Mike, I, I promise I'll get back to it. Um, to me, what I assumed this character was, was just, like... I mean, I, I don't have an earlier example of this, so we're just going to deal with the one that I do have. I assumed that this was the Stalin joke of the season. Like, you yeah. know, there are many examples of historical figures that are basically like, never bother me. I'm intelligent enough that you can't bother me. And like, I will always be right. So all of these people should go die because I said they should go die. Um, and like, that's, it's hard for me to interpret his character in any other way. So if you were talking about that. That's what I would apply to. Like, if you're talking about the Senator scene, the deliberation scene over whether to invade and the Republic's like government body, where there's that one senator who's just like, we're going to go to war because that's what we do. And someone else is like, well, what the fuck is the matter with you? I thought we were doing this to protect ourselves, not win a war. And she's like, yeah, well, I think you underestimate the people's desire for war. Like, I mean, that person's just a political animal. Yeah, a political animal. But like, he'd never call them dumb. No, even though what they're saying just makes no logical sense. Well, yeah, no, so wait, like, wait, but like it's it's totally rational. Like right, that, that exactly. character it's, speaks exactly. of like yeah, I would not ascribe that at all same, to the other character. It's exact, why wouldn't you? Because what is his because what? the only thing that we got to see of this character in season one was him being like, We are going to go to war because I want to go to war. Which yes, I understand correct. is what the senator does too. But the senator has like a political office to maintain. So mm-hmm. like that is a thing that makes sense for this person and to be in doing. And the it. conversation with the black general, he says the exact yes. same thing: that this Falk is a dangerous man because of his ambition, and that he cannot be trusted with the reins of government or power, particularly because his capabilities do not exceed his grasp. Wait, okay, hold on. That's my argument. I'm not saying he's like intelligent, or excuse me, I'm not saying he's stupid because he's not a political. Er, let me try this again. He is stupid because he is not a good, capable military leader. It's not that he's stupid. Uh, his intelligence that I was remarking on has nothing to do with his political animal intelligence. He clearly is okay. a political animal. The entire right. time I've been talking about this is me saying that as a military commander, he is dumb. So, like, that's what the general that you just said well, also you're just said. talking about his tactics then, which we yes, already know. Yes, that's what we've been talking about the entire tactics, time. His tactics aren't dumb. Just objectively not dumb. I think that when a person is shown... Okay, whatever. I don't want to rehash this again. Mike, to answer your question, I don't need it spoon-fed to me. And this is like a fair point to point out. I'm not asking me to be spoon-fed 
why this this character is or is not intelligent. But to me, not a single thing that that character did while on screen spoke to any form of intelligence. Like, it definitely was political manipulation, I guess, but, like, in the most trite way possible. All of the generals around him literally are like, we can't touch this guy, but he's, like, a fucking idiot. But, like, well, actually, yeah, less than half him. of them can't say that. Okay, one, whatever. only one says that they can't touch him. Only three in the meeting of nine have anything bad to say about anything he said because the other six are all in perfect agreement. Okay, that what maybe he said then is the no plan. one else spoke because most of the dialogue while that guy is on screen Many, is someone right. going, is most like, what are you was. talking about? Nothing you say makes sense. You're being far most. too uns- uh, uh, far too like general. He's just being aggressive. I guess. I don't think any of that makes you an intelligent individual. It, so like it's if, not it doesn't it doesn't disbar you from being intelligent. Yeah, of course not. Not tactically, but, not like soundly. It's not it's not a battle thing, it's not a war thing, it's not a logistics thing. Aggressive things are perfectly sound arguments to be making. I'm not yes, saying part, that. and we already know that he So like what is it then? What Which, I'm what is it is dumb because his tactics just aren't dumb. They're just objectively not dumb. I think and the show are... does not portray them as dumb at all. Wait, yeah, I, I don't know. We're no. not going to agree on this. Then. One like, character, I... <laughs> one character doesn't even say he's dumb. He says that he's dangerously capable, which is the opposite of dumb. Wait, no, no, that's exactly the opposite of what you just said a moment. Ago. No, it is not. He has he has a lot of ambition and is dangerous because his capabilities does not meet his ambition. That's no, what it you does said. meet his ambition. His reach does not exceed his grasp. His ambition and his capabilities are even. He has the ability to so take why power and control. So then why is because he a danger he to the, the Republic? Because he has that ability. Right, then why is he a danger? Because he's a warmonger. Yeah, then why black is that a problem? Guy, That's what black, the general wants the same thing about main guy character, is, is to be a, a goddamn pacifist. warmonger, JW. No, black guy is also a semi-pacifist. He also wants peace, like Yang. He just thinks they need to win the war to do it. Yeah, which a moment ago you would have called a warmonger, for the record. I, I, he's, a, he's a liberal warmonger. Yeah, it's, which is still a warmonger. Yes, but not a conservative warmonger, oh which Falk God. is. The importance of these want. differences is the entire premise of the show. Getting every single one of these characters their own political, social motivations, as well yeah. as their tactic and logistical power. I, as a character, I like Falk. I think he's consistent. I just don't yes, think he's, he's intelligent. Very, and apparently that's an issue. <laughs> I don't know why it's it's only an issue to you, I guess, because like I'm not the one arguing like I all this all started because I made one comment because you said his tactics are dumb and you're objectively wrong. But whatever. Yeah. Based on literally him drawing a line on the map, that's his entire tactics. They had the space lanes. Got to be a line. Yeah. One (laughs) line. Fuck this. I just like I don't know why you guys like this show so much. It's just not particularly that good to me. Like I and like this. Con- I mean, I was coming back around, but this conversation is reconvincing me of my point. Like I'm not yeah. saying it's horrible. I just think it's like acceptable. Like I I don't think that like I need to be cloak and daggering my way through trying to figure out whether this person is intelligent or not. When to me the show could not be more explicit about his lack you of intelligence. Already have figured out everything about the character. You know everything. Wait, are There's you nothing are else being to sarcastic learn. or no? I, no, I, I, you learned everything that you needed to from what you saw him do, and then later on, you learned the rest. His completed character arc happens. He Hitlers himself after a fascist coup, and that's it. It's over. That's the whole purpose of his character. 
then I guess I will have he to go is back. A, he is a foil to Lohengrom, another guy who wants to get power in the military through his own actions and accolades, yeah, and sure. then take over. The yes. difference is, is that Lohengrom already exists in a fascist dictatorship. And that's the only difference. Both Pretty of much, these characters yeah. are capable in the exact same way. Pretty much, yeah. Because not even Lohengrom is given all credit and always wins. Ni- neither Yang nor Lohengrom are there to be the self-insert of some tactically self-minded genius. Neither of them are ever objectively right or objectively wrong. They make decisions that are usually more tactically sound than some of their other people. But those other people, again, are often, sometimes not right of way, but pretty much all the time, given motivations that explain their lack of tactical ability or their lack of tactical motivation. And those tactics change. Yeah, of course. I don't know, man. I'll default back to the age-old thing of, then this shit just ain't for me. That's fine. Like, I... I, I don't get it. I, I, I don't find the artistic uh, edge to this. Okay. Now go ahead and talk about The Condemned so you can know what real pain is. Dude, The Condemned is so much better than this. <laughs> uh, unlike a you know perspective of something that should win the pod. Um, mm-hmm. We got well, rampant it is misogyny. Worse. Yes, it's worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, rampant I guess misogyny I... by both the people in the show and behind the camera. Yes, and the behind the punch. many of the cameras. Yeah. Um, and the very concept of being behind the camera is misogynist. Yes. It's, 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 it's got three layers. Yeah, there's, a, there's misogyny the whole way down. Um, there's some really cool racism in there and words that I'm not going to repeat. Uh, words <laughs> that I definitely didn't think I would get to hear in the year of 2023 on cinema, you know, or in cinema. Well, luckily it came out when the world was different, 2014 yeah. or whatever. 2007, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Holy fuck. The Iraq war was at its height, brother. We didn't have Obama yet. Yeah, yeah. You know, after Obama, everything changed. Obama uh, wasn't here to bring legitimacy to our warmongering ways and our racist occupations. Dude, that one British guy was so much more racist than everyone else on the... Well, maybe not everyone else. The showrunner is also very racist. What the fuck? Yeah, name any character from, <laughs> from The Condemned. Any character's name at all. Jack. The main character's name Jack? is Jack. What was his last name? Uh, it was two words. It was like Chadwick. <laughs> I, I, it wasn't. I it was Chadwick. It was Jack Ryder, but I think that's that's a different that's a different action movie star name. I just no. no I, I think just it started with a Jack C's. Reacher, which is a different yeah, action. Jack Reacher yeah. or something. Also, that wasn't his real name. That was the name he gave his yes. wife and kid. Jack yeah. Conrad. Conrad, there it is. I was close. I said like Chadwick, and I was like, yeah, it's like it, two syllables. It's a lot like that. He's, he's truly in the heart of darkness this time, playing the most dangerous game. Okay, now name anyone else. <laughs> the German uh, guy I, who's them... only there to attempt to rape someone and then explode. Uh, let's see here. There, no, wait, was that guy German? Oh, my God, the German. Wow. He doesn't nice. even have a name. The he's German. just the German. Uh, one of them was like Kester or something like that. I think the first guy that died had a K You're last just saying name. Or word. You're just saying letters <laughs> and syllables. I think one of them was named. One of them was looking at his window, Sam- naming birds. Samanthlog. Jack Condor. Somebody was Kestrel. Kim- Kimto Chenry. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> what was? It? Let's let's cross the racism line. Name the Japanese character's name. <laughs> I'm oh, pretty shit. Sure. I don't remember them. Yeah, what was his? I 
I don't fucking remember. I know nobody that, like, does. <laughs> the show doesn't. Oh, all right. He had a real name, Saiga. Saiga. <laughs> Saiga. Was there a particular reason why he had the nicest hair and obsession with with sunglasses? I don't know. Probably. Is that some what they kind consider of... character growth when when the Japanese guy keeps grabbing, stealing people's sunglasses? I love these <laughs> names. Oh my god, these are great. Goldie Goldman. Oh, I had no was... idea that was that guy's name. Not a clue. What's his name? Goldie Goldman. Goldie Goldman. Oh, I knew his. Wow, the, the most. Oh, my, like I can't believe I forgot. I Mick Goldman. Starley. We made fun of that so much. Mick Starley. Mick Starley's a good Mick one. Starley. It's like McBain. Jesus Christ. Uh, it's even worse than McBain. McBain's like a realish kind of name. <laughs> yeah, Mick Starley exist. sounds like you wanted to make a McBain and. You were you ran like you were at the bottom of the intellectual property list. Well, you were like, ah, I think we can call him McBain. What do you mean it's taken? All right, I guess we got to go with McStarley. It's it's like it's the fucking Poplar's episode of Futurama. You're like, all right, there's only two names not registered under intellectual property: Doodlebobs and Poplar. Well, I guess we're going with Poplar. I love. We got McStarley and McFuckface. I love the the Simpsons episode where Homer's trying to change his name. He's like Rembrandt Q. Einstein, and he names like these ridiculous names, and he's like, I'm gonna give you the only name you spelled correctly, and it's just Max Power. Because all the others were just absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Rembrandt something Q something D. Rockefeller. Rembrandt Q. <laughs> Einstein. <laughs> Someone just run around called Mountain Dew at some point. It's the uh, best they could fucking do. Oh, man. Yeah, these characters were fantastic. Uh, for starters, we're told that there's going to be 10 of these characters. I, I think we talked about it. Like, I mean, the premise is it's just 10 people on an island. They have to kill each other. They get oh. out. They get money. Whatever. It's on, it's on like, the internet, you know? Um, but, like... One of our ten main characters dies literally before he touches the ground. I, <laughs> you could tell this movie was going to be less than two hours long because they were like, "All right, we gotta, we gotta, like, you know, knock some of these characters out before we even get going." You know, you know, if there was, uh, you know, here's a funny, uh, timely joke. There was a millennial uh, in the uh, in the in the cockpit being transported to the island. Probably would have just pulled the pin in the helicopter, and just killed everybody. Uh, it's fine Please if I go out. It. I'm taking you all with me. <laughs> so, uh, can we establish that this show, or the, sorry, this movie, had no idea how to kill off any of its characters? No, so it, it didn't. completely fabricated the yeah. pull the tab and wait ten seconds. Yeah. Bit it, yes, because the only they didn't have any squibs. I guess yeah. like the, their their blood effects and their practical effects were all dog shit. But all they had was like M80s they could tape together. You know, not a joke. I'm willing dummies. to bet that they were just so misogynist that they were like, how do the women Listen, beat the men? They, I mean, they, they have to get yeah, them out. Yeah, there's no other well, way. They, they did need it. to have a tab to pull. They did, the, uh, uh, they did the Suicide Squad thing before Suicide Squad, where old uh, old Top Knot or, or, or Bungie Court or whatever his name was starts. Yeah. Only just, exists to die he, is the first one. He just starts, I'm running away, and he just starts like scaling a building, and they blow him up. It's like, really? That's. I was like, I don't ever remember this character. Then they kill him. I was like, that's why I don't remember this character. But this so, movie is just full of that. It's, you're not supposed to remember any of these characters. I'm realizing, yeah. I think the only two kills that a woman gets are both by tadpoles. They're both by tadpoles, and they both involve sexual violence. They do, yeah. And that woman, like, oh, no, no, no. It's, 
she almost gets raped once, and then the other woman does definitely. Yeah, get but raped. I still consider that sexual violence because oh, yeah, it feels yeah. so bad yeah. for that guy. I, I thought it was that poor sorry, guy. I, thought was it was like, I just want to go. I, I love it. They're like they they go full war on terror or whatever. There's the only other black guy left, and the black woman, and they're both just huddled in a hole. And he's like, "Look, man, look, lady, I'm not gonna kill you. I'm not gonna rape you. I'm not a bad person." She's like, "Oh yeah, what'd you do?" And he's like, "I I just got pulled over for like smoking weed on Seriously. probation." That's the only well, no, reason I'm on no, death fucking said, row. He, no, he said I went to where was it Taiwan or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah he went to Malaysia. Yeah, he's like I went and to Malaysia and just there. started pushing pushing tons of uh, heroin, and then yeah. this lady just came over and she narked on me to the cops. So you know what you know what it is when you're caught with 15 pounds of pot. Uh, the death penalty. Where did she go? <laughs> oh God, dang it! They got me again. She got me again. <laughs> I like how also it's the same woman. I just she, so... just she got yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, like women did this yeah, to me. Women yeah, I always got, got women. again. I felt so fucking bad for him. He's just like, I got death row for dealing weed. Yeah, I should. And the first woman I'm nice to in the most dangerous game uses it as an opportunity to murder me. Also, death had her dead to rights in that moment rub. too. Like yeah, had her like yeah. absolutely dead to rights, and then she was just like, "Yeah, I got." I kill. believe he says the words, "I don't want to hear. I don't want to kill anybody." Yeah. <laughs> God damn. The poor guy was just fucking. Man, I just want to go home and have life. dinner with my wife. Dinner's served cold. The the fucking woman too. We never get a backstory on her. They asked Dinner's like, "Hey, what did cold. you do to like be here?" And she was like, "Everything." And you're like, "Yeah, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Like, whatever you looking. say, lady." What? Uh, Sounds also, like someone who hey, also got the death penalty think, in Malaysia. So, you know so what I'm going back to that guy that didn't want to hurt anybody, how did he get pulled for this? Uh, simple. Um, he's on death row, and they wanted an well, no, American. No, I get that, but they're supposed to have these guys like fighting. This guy just basically says, all I ever do is smoke weed. How did he win a fight against anybody to be pulled for this show? I, they don't. They didn't have to. I think they, I, yeah, the I only. Think it's I think had, only they had main fights. No, they had the the entire first twenty minutes was prisoners lining up to fight other prisoners to see who. Yeah, was the but better I fighter. think that was just the one for Jack Conrad. No, because it was the the first one, the bald dude that you thought was Jack Conrad, but it wasn't. <laughs> it was <laughs> also that one that was in Russia. I thought was Stone Cold because no, it was another large yeah, block. They, yeah, they wanted people that could fight. There's no way that they didn't do this for I, the other contestants. I think. I mean, he, I, he managed to hold. Yeah. His own sort of against Saiga, so like maybe that was how he managed to get in. Like he just beat yeah, up someone maybe. that was a little lower than him. You know? Yeah, that guy. maybe they just wanted to give him the old like. Also, uh, if you look at that first picture, I totally thought that was Jamie Lannister in that shot. I mean, I get it. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> well, look, it looks so, a lot Ethan, like Ethan. We all watched this without you, and all we could all we could do was quote it. How like it's just budget discount versions of famous actors we know. There's just yeah. so many people at first glance. You go, is that? You go, oh, no, never mind. That's no, not that's it. That's not it. Is that no, guy? No, you no, think no, you no. recognize somebody, <laughs> yeah. but you don't. It's like a Rorschach <laughs> test at first. You're like, I swear that's a, oh, no, never mind. That's clearly the, not. The IMDb <laughs> page for the cast is all people with no profile pictures. You know what I'm saying? These people yes. weren't in anything ever. Yeah, except for Stone Cold, and that's it. I, uh,. Actually, you're right. I don't think I recognized a single person that was in this. Maybe that one IT guy. Oh, so, no, you so absolutely the guy. You, rec you recognize McStarley. McStarley. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was a real actor. Snatch. Yeah. And then uh, the guy, Goldie Goldberg or whatever, he's in the show uh -huh. Suits. He's been around. He's more famous oh, than, yeah, I don't know him. than this movie, I know but not though. that famous. He went right from that to Suits, and he, he was considered uh, what, what an upgrade. Is, what, is his, what is his name? I'll, I'll look him up, and I'll try to find something you know about him. Rick Hoffman. 
Jack Kaufman. Anyway, go ahead. Talk about this, Ethan. Yeah, I... Oh, yeah, fuck, I guess it's me. Well, hey, yeah, I guess to, to add a little bit more to the plot... Um, yeah, they round up a bunch of uh, people. Oh, to, yeah, like, he's you know, in Ballers the and Billions. That's right, because he, like, plays the same character and everything. Sorry. Have you seen That's any good. of those, Ethan? No? No, I don't even... I've never even heard all of right, them. They're TV shows. He plays kind of the same character in all three of those. I haven't seen Poor most guy. of them, just clips. I mean, he's good at it. Like, he plays oh. it well. It's just... He's not, like, an A-list actor. He wouldn't be like, ah, it's, you know, anybody else. Yeah, right. <laughs> Continue. Yeah, whatever. So they, they round up like 10 people and they all have to like fight to kind of make it in and they're all in death row. Um, we get introduced to our uh, basically like Elon Musk long before Elon Musk was like a big player where, you know, he's this very tech forward entrepreneur who wants to broadcast on the internet and do like, you know, very pay-per-view like to get around Hollywood and, you know, CNN who are, they're just making their own media, which by the way is like, if you didn't know this is from the WWE, you could definitely put it together pretty quick because like, what a, what a wonderful line from the WWE because they're always facing the, but it's not real. And they're like, real <laughs> yeah. is whatever you want it to be, fucker. And you're like, yeah, but it's not. Like, I mean, we, we could say this isn't real. And then, like, hilariously at the end, the director of this show is 100% making up the, like, making the show as good as it is. So, like, they are literally doing a WWE thing. Like, yeah. they're blowing up, like, the, the stakes, even though there are no stakes at all. And it's all a fabrication. So, like, if anything, this makes the WWE look kind of fucking dumb. Er, which the is meta, funny. meta, meta narrative of this movie is fucking fantastic because on the one hand, it's just a movie where Stone Cold Steve Austin punches a bunch of people and it, the only women on screen are constantly being raped. And then the yes. meta narrative is that like violence on TV is bad. Don't you feel bad for the things that you're seeing? Yes. And then the meta, meta, meta narrative is, uh, are, isn't it our fault? The people who are making this current film who are pieces of shit for putting the things that we put in there in, into the, into the show, into the movie that we did. And Aren't wait a minute, hold condemned? on a second. Are, are, are we truly the condemned all along, all along, like, but uh, also we made the movie this way. So I don't know what point we're going for anymore. Yeah. Are we, are, is this us just telling on ourselves and like, we really hope someone takes us down. Maybe that's like, maybe you didn't have to island? put all the rape in there. <laughs> no, there's so much stuff they did not need to include. Like, the British man dropping like pretty offensive racial slurs about black people yeah. to the Japanese guy that definitely doesn't seem like he can understand him. Like he, he like will take cues, but he never speaks back in English. He just sort of does whatever the English guy wants, even though it's not really proven they can speak to each other, but yet right. definitely understands the racial slur. He's like, Oh yes, I know that one. If there's one <laughs> thing I know, I know the racial slur. He just I got smiles you. and nods, basically. Yeah, he's like, whoa, yeah, for sure. What the fuck is that? Did, did anyone else think, um, as soon as the, uh, I don't remember any of these names. Do we, does, do these, the two characters probably do actually have names. What's the one chick's name, the black chick that, that kills Dude, the guy? I don't that... remember a single name. Okay, don't I mean, most of these characters literally asking. don't have names. Okay, if they have names, I'm sorry. But anyway. The Italian. They... Yeah, like the... Rai Fazio plays I a character the called The Italian. The Italian's entire purpose in this, it's even worse than the thing we were talking about earlier. All he does is refuse to get his key to his own handcuffs and get thrown out of the helicopter onto a spike. Yeah. He dies in the dead. first five seconds because he was too much of an asshole to just take 
the fucking keys that he needs to live. Okay. Of course, this- our main character does that shit, too, and God only knows how he get- manages to get out of it. Oh, wait, the nice black man who never did anything wrong and didn't want to hurt anybody. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, no, it was the uh, it was the Mexican guy who just wants to be with his wife. Yeah, Mexican guy was, like, pretty cool, it seems. I don't know what he did in his background, but, you know, he seemed yeah. pretty cool. I also love that, like, they go through all this shit of giving them the keys, but it turns out all the keys are universal. Yes. Like, yeah. how convenient for the man who decided not to go onto the beach with his fucking keys. Also, dude, what was up with Steve, uh, Stone Cold being like, fuck you, I'm not taking the key. Like, wh- Yeah, I don't what? know. Like, I, like I, I really don't know like, why. I, I get you have a pride thing, but like, uh, most of his character is like extremely utilitarian, where he's like, no, I just like want to get out of here so I can go home. But like, he understands that he's like a stooge in this, so like, as a result, he wants to be intransigent about yeah. like the stuff that's going on. But then he decides to be so intransigent that like it probably will get him killed. But I guess that's just his way of being like, I could do this with like handcuffs on. It's all very odd. I don't know why he's such a dickhole in the beginning. It's very strange. There's also like a deep seated conspiracy theorist thing uh, that happens in this where uh, Stone Cold is like, I don't like being watched. And he like puts tinfoil over a uh, over the GPS no. monitor. No, it's, which a, it's a piece it of makes lead. sense. It's oh, a it's piece like, oh, well, of lead okay. Which that he sense. literally pulls out of an old, uh, I think, like radio, World War II radio. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which, for the record, plot-wise, it's no, that like would a work. good creative solution. Yeah, but, but like, no, if it we was introduce just... the idea that their that their GPS system couldn't follow them through the uh, through the lead, it also wouldn't be able to follow them through any of the ravines they so precipitously put themselves <laughs> in every ten minutes. <laughs> the, 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 scout, like... the location scout should have been like, "Here's the beach." This is the only place where we're always going to know where you are on the GPS. I think I just miss like a the time period of uh, the, I guess the late aughts, where the most conspiracy theories people could get and that we would make fun of for being tinfoiled is like, yeah, I don't want to be watched by like the man, and then you just put like a piece of lead on like the GPS yeah. thing, and you're like, that's that's the most crazy we got back Ed, then. Edward Snowden one hundred percent confirmed that they're doing that, but we call you crazy. <laughs> yeah, we just like the just man push just on like. The man got a death sentence put on his head so that he could tell you that it's real and you don't believe it's real. Yeah. <laughs> well, shit. Uh, it was just a very strange coded thing. Oh, wait, wait. To get back to it, though, did anyone else immediately think um, when, let's see, her name is Yasantwa? Yasantwa? Anyway, her, her actress name is Amelia Burns. So we're going to say Amelia because I can pronounce it. So Amelia is the character that kills the genuinely very nice black man that probably only ever smoke weed. Um, when she murders him, I was like, oh, well, how are they going to get Stone Cold Steve Austin to kill a woman? Because this show is so misogynistic that he would never be allowed to hurt a woman. Lucky because, for like, you, they have, an, they have the misogynist murder machine around to take exactly. care of all the women for him. And also, apparently, the one time that Stone Cold isn't, like, omniscient, like, with his planning, is that he knows he's about to be shot with an arrow and flips her around off of his back in front of him. (laughs) And she takes the arrow, and he's like, oh, no, let me save you. And it's like, yeah, I mean, nice job, guys. You really really drew that Oh, no, the thing that I did. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I saw this arrow basically whizzing in my face, and I put you in the line. Oh, that, that one's on me. I feel so bad. I, it's just like, I don't know. I, this show obvious or this this movie is obviously horrible in like a lot of fantastic ways. But I I was constantly impressed with the level of like f- woman hate um, 
and knowing that none of the female characters would get to have any original agency at all based on like just two minutes of actually watching the movie. Like the closest thing that we get to like female empowerment, <laughs> which is like a crazy yeah. thing to say about this movie is the, like the closest thing we get to female empowerment is, is femme fatale foot rub. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's probably the, the, the woman murdering her boss, but even then she doesn't get, get to do it. Like, you she know, she has to hand it to the man. Yeah. <laughs> Here, you can throw a perfect spiral. You look like you play football. I mean, the guy looks like a fucking walking thumb. He probably did. Play I only football, played field like... hockey in high school. Can you check this for me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't have the upper arm strength. Please help me out. Uh, also, the the inconsistency. Uh, I'm sure you guys appreciated this. The inconsistency of like how much expos- explosives were on their uh, were on their heels or whatever ankles was very fun to me. Because like, I, I don't think people know how much damage plastic explosives can do like a very small amount of it like if it was in that bunker that they were in pieces of the bunker would have been blown away like a bunker is a contained area save you from the outside no no the bunker would probably kill you if you were on the outside and like you turn the bunker into a grenade yeah exactly like bunkers are designed to withstand blast no doubt but they're designed to withstand uh, withstand blast from the outside If the explosion is nowhere to go, it's like wrapping your hand around a firecracker. What the fuck do you think is going to happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I didn't even finish the fucking plot, but uh, yeah. So Stone Cold is just a badass. Um, we'll leave all those details for a moment, but the whole idea is that he radios home to uh, not tell them where he is. The first thing off of his lips you would assume would be my location, but no, it's an apology to... I think his girlfriend, they're not even married, I don't think. Um, and he's like, I love your kids. Like, I would love my own children. Here's the money from my bank account. Also, can you, like, take the trash out? It's a Tuesday night. I'm going to need you to, like, take the kitty litter out. Oh, you haven't done that in a bit. I've been spying on you. I've had a lot. Oh, uh, hold on, the lat longitude. And he gets cut mm-hmm. off halfway through. There's a subplot <laughs> yeah. of, like, the the, like, FBI being like we can't investigate this because the DIA won't allow us. You know what? That you never know what comes up again? You know, yeah, I was gonna say. You know what's <laughs> really funny about this subplot is in most other action movies, it becomes a pivotal moment. But yes. instead of that becoming a pivotal moment, we just get a lot of people in Texas watching The Condemned on TV instead of college football. <laughs> like that's yep, what we yeah. get instead. That's but- a, my favorite part is when at the end they're like. Are, are we the ones who are the condemned because we watched it? And then they pan back to the entire fucking bar who on a Saturday <laughs> night each paid like $45 to see well, their No, no, no. They would have just paid die. one. They would have they paid one subscription. Whatever. They do it at bars. Yeah, they would just pay 50 I just bucks. Love, I just love the idea That's that like friend. they were watching it like a UFC and like also, they're not absolved. Ethan, this. they made like two billion dollars off of this. We did the math. They made more without than ad, that. How much was the ad. subscription? No, no, no. Just just the fifty dollars subscription times like I think it was like forty thousand. Yeah, yeah. Some crazy number. It was like two billion dollars at the end. Like just in subscription. Oh, no, no, forty million. Forty million. That, that he topped there, out at there 40 were forty million. million viewers. But how much was the subscription? Uh, fifty bucks. Holy fifty fuck. bucks. It was yeah, a fifty dollar pay per view. And it was forty million. Yeah, so it's two billion dollars. Yeah. yeah, Jesus Christ. I mean, not that anyone will ever get to collect it, but you know. Well, yeah. So now they're that's all just dead. from subscriptions, not counting all the ad revenue that was running in the bottom left every as as it was going, which we didn't get to see the ads, which our producer was very mad <laughs> yeah, about we because really they really could have figured that out. They kept well, they kept like showing a close up of the ads, but just off center or just above or just. It was like 
you're you're rolling fake ads. You can't even like I can't even look at these fake ads and laugh at. I wish they had tried to get like real ads. Like it's just like ads for Apple in the bottom left hand corner. Yeah, like yeah. buy a new iPod. Uh, well, that's what I, I, I love mean. The like, idea we were that, hoping like, it was before... even just some like fake product that was like a fun spoof, but it was like they didn't even have the time for that. Like I don't know. Uh, yeah, what, I, I, what I need to see is more examples where they take this movie and they show it again. But all the ads in the bottom left are like classic 2007 ads, like like the iPod one, where, oh, yeah. where it's that's the, what the I was color saying. Coded. Yes, yeah, yeah. You just want the, you want the good shit. I would love that. I I, I honestly was I, I enjoyed the condemned a lot. I mean, also just talking about this is so much fun. I. I mean, again, horribly misogynistic and racist for, like, no reason. We didn't even talk about the director. The oh, director was no like, reason, ooh, yeah, Ethan, sorry. It's because to show you how bad you are, it's a reflection. It's a black mirror in the camera. It's a silver mirror because it's a silver screen because it's a movie. Yeah. I take, am, I am a mean? bad person. You want to make the I, world I a misogynistic place? Take a look at yourself and make the change. Look at yourself. Yeah, yeah. The power is within you to do horrible, horrible things to women. And you're like, what? Like, I, <laughs> the, the power was within all of us the whole time. Why would you people this? The misogyny I, I is there, the deep inside too. you. Deep inside the, all the of us. The reporter that's just, like, blames everyone viewing, despite the fact that this is just a snuff film. Like, yes, people will tune into that shit. What are you talking about? Like, I, whatever. Well, yeah, his entire argument is basically, no, it's not a snuff film because everyone loves it. Like motherfucker, people love <laughs> snuff films. I don't think this was ever the point of contention. <laughs> but I just what like, was I the, also, like overarching. No, you understand. I, what was people his... could choose not to watch. Okay, why did you choose to make? <laughs> like, no, his, I'm just letting people his do it. Sole goal had to have been just to get any publicity about it, because there's no other reason he takes an interview before they start filming on this. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yes. just to get any publicity. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no yeah, reason he takes his interview otherwise, because he doesn't defend anything. He just says, no, you, and then walks away. O- okay, all right, sure, sure. Uh, He's too much of a brilliant innovator. This guy is like the budget James Bond villain that did, like, uh, do you remember the one that, like, he, he like, controlled CNN, basically? Oh, and yeah. he was like, oh, oh, the narrative is what I want it to be. He's like yeah. that budget version. He's you're like, yeah, I, I can control what everyone sees. And he's like, no, nah, man, Brosnan you're just like... One? It was a Pierce Brosnan uh, one, yeah. Okay. I don't remember the I'm, like the I'm bad guys. Mark Zucker, team. Elon Musk. Uh, I am the genius. Die another day. Uh, was it die did. another day? Might have been. Or it it's wasn't not the, the world one... is not enough because that's no, because that's the weird yeah. face one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then tomorrow never dies. Must... I think he was in, but I think that was the one in the snow. I don't remember. Yeah, Producer, I, those names are all out. worthless. You got this. Like I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, yeah. The producers on it. Don't worry, everyone. Stay tuned. I'm sure he'll get to the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, thank, thank you, producer Croner in the mail. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. This this show was incredible. I loved it, or this movie, whatever. I uh, I like how another God. There's so many things in this. I like how uh, Stone Cold managed to remain unconscious long enough and face down in the water long enough that he could like slowly drift downstream and then eventually make it to an area where the like the the river just ended and he is still absolutely face down in the mud but there was like enough <laughs> room for him to make it to an area where there wasn't and water like there was a push that got him there yeah and covered in uh, blood he he was fine though covered in blood covered in mud the whole floor covered in blood like everything 
He had every was, he had yeah. every fatal movie injury simultaneously, but he was fine. <laughs> because he's I mean, Max Conrad. He even Conrad. had buckshot in his back, and he just got up and ran away. He's fine. Whatever. Don't worry about it. I mean, he crouched behind cover. You he's know, an like, American I mean, hero. I think I gotta be honest though. I think I prefer this style of crazy American patriot over um. God, what's a Oathkeeper? Not Oathkeeper. Fuck. What? What is that? The new WWE guy that's now in the Marvel or in the DC universe? What's his he name? Got me on that one. I have no idea. Ezra got the, Miller. He was in the <laughs> Suicide Squad. You know? I don't know. Which what guy? the fuck? Really? You yeah, think it's, I know um, who's in the Suicide Squad, brother? Logan. No, not Paul. Logan Paul. Him? Get the fuck out of <laughs> here. Probably Logan Paul. No, he's the John Cena. There we go. Yeah. Sorry. Like I. John Cena now plays oh, this like right. hopped up American psychopath, you know, superhero. And like, for the record, I think the new Suicide Squad actually did like a pretty good job of showing him as being a fucking evil twerp. Um, but then like he got his own spinoff. So like, yeah, he got his own spinoff. Where I think that is also the point, if I understand the reviews correctly. The oh, whole deal with it. Peacekeeper is that like he's a, he's a fucking idiot who doesn't know how to be a good person but wants to. And can only kill people because he's America. But, like, this is one of these things that it's just going to raise up that idea as being good. Because, like, the best thing we can trust, like, comic book people to do, or WWE mostly people to do, is view the content and then go, yeah, that's cool. I'm going to go do that. You know? Yeah, I, I mean, like, I think that's where this particular movie got its bend, too. Because I genuinely think that Stone Cold thinks, like, that, that he's made a movie that's a critiquing this kind of movie. And I don't think yeah. he realizes that he has not done that. <laughs> he, I, I the message of this movie is so like even all the shit you said is so weird. But like, what is the billionaire's comeuppance? Like, well, he dies. A, I guess. So, but like that means that the. But so, yeah, like, you're right. He's proven the WWE, right. He's first. like the representation of how most people see the WWE. So like, him dying proves that the WWE isn't fake. But I'm it is saying we, we should blow fake. up Vince McMahon in his helicopter. Well, I mean, we should do that. Okay, first like that, of all, for sure. We should unionize, and that will all, cause Vince McMahon to... He got McMahon blown up in his limo, okay? So let's get those Was two it a limo? Well, no, I was just saying. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean Vince McMahon. Oh, oh Vince so McMahon. First of all, yeah. uh, just the results of WWE are fake. Second of all, uh, Vince McMahon got blown up in his limo, and then less than a week later, Chris Benoit offed himself and his family, so they had to kind of backtrack on that. <laughs> Wait, so, what? Hold on. What are we... Th this isn't real, is it? What are we yeah, talking about? Yeah, right no, here? I mean, like, there was, uh, you know, WWE, like, they faked Vince McMahon getting blown up in his limo, and then less yeah. than a week later, Chris Benoit offed himself and his family, and then they were like, hey, this is a sad time. We're not going to pretend that I killed myself in a limo. You know, like... We're just gonna. We're not gonna we're, pretend we're gonna that undo, I was killed We're gonna anymore. stop this storyline because we actually had a real sad death in the WWE the universe. Was it like related? Like did no, he like, off like, himself? So oh, okay, in okay. Favorite, no, in WWE, in they the... were doing the storyline where Vince McMahon like gestures yeah, yeah. his nice. limo and then he gets in, they blow up, and they're like, "Oh, what happened to Vince? Oh my God!" And then in real life, Chris Benoit, and they were like, "Oh, we should <laughs> probably not. We should children, probably not do this storyline right now." So. Here's Vince, and we're not even going to reference that I was just dead a week ago. He got his wife off the turnbuckle. It's very, very strange. Wow. Man, the WWE world is, it's something. Yeah. I, uh, There's a lot. I have a friend on. that watches it, and, like, I mean, he knows it's fake or whatever. It's not like he's that okay, crazy guy. He just has results, a good time. Let's just be clear. I, what is the, what are you doing? Uh, clearly, this is a meme. What does that mean? No, I just mean that 
can you wrestle like a WWE superstar? Can you jump off a helicopter? Yeah, no, yeah, wait, wait, wait. Actually, I, I'll defend them as performers. Well, that's what I mean. No, no, I just like when people use that argument. Like, I'm I don't defend the WWE. It's whatever. But I never understood the point. They were like, you know, it's fake, right? It's like, and like what they're doing oh, yes. is real. It's, it's just it's the genuinely results impressive. That are fake. Like, it's called yeah. World <laughs> Wrestling Entertainment. So when people come at me with that, it's like, well, then what do you watch a movie uh, for? Uh, it like, used to be you, the World like, Wrestling you know Federation before they lost a legal battle with yeah. some pandas. World Wildlife Foundation pandas suck. Get them out of here. <laughs> Fuck you, pandas. So, okay. I, I, for the record, I fully acknowledge yeah. they are very talented performers. Yeah, it's I a mean, lot the of... organization sucks a lot, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, don't no, no, listen. I won't defend them other than that. I just thought that growing up, uh, nobody ever had an argument except, you know, it's fake, right? And it's like, Okay, but you watch movies, and they're like, that's not the same thing. I was like, I, what do you want from me, man? Like, you, you clearly... I think the, the easiest defense of this, I think, is that it's just soaps for men. And I think that that's, oh, like, yeah, a fine yeah. example. Yeah, it really, Like, and it really I, I don't really... They, I wouldn't probably crawl up someone's ass about watching a soap. I would be like, dude, what are you doing? Like, why? But, like, whatever. Like, do what you want. And that's how I would probably be about WWE. Like, I have a buddy. He's, like, very close to me who watches it. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Whatever. Like, if this is funny to you, just go do it. I just don't care that much. Like, it, it's just its own little, like, cinematic universe. You gotta watch the super eyepatch wolf videos. They'll convince you to watch wrestling. I mean, peak, wrestling. peak WWE was actually kind of fun. WWF into yeah. WWE into early 2005. Funny storylines. Funny actual characters. I got it. And I was a kid, so I get it. Nowadays, it's like everybody's the same character and I don't care anymore. This is well, yeah, fun. I mean, that all happened after Vince McMahon got exploded in that limo, you know? Like, no, I mean, that after was... that, everything turned Probably serious. the Chris Benoit thing, really. After Chris Benoit, uh, Crippler cross-faced his children, it was over. It's surprising that that, a, that seemed to have, like, a bigger a bigger impact it, on everyone. Ethan doesn't know what the Crippler cross-faced is. That's finisher, you dick. Uh, That's yeah, why why would I know that? Are you uh, serious? Yeah, I mean, here. he's been saying it over Chris and over. Chris Benoit was also... Wasn't he the Olympic wrestler first? I mean, Kurt Angle you're thinking of... Yeah, oh, Kurt, Kurt Angle, Angle went to yeah, my sorry. high school. Kurt Angle was actually an Olympic gold medalist. What was Kurt Angle's finishing move? Uh, the angle leader. Fucking no. You knew that. He got a gold I medal with like a broken <laughs> leg. Sure. I'm not going to. I'm going to. People are going to know that you know way more about wrestling than you'll ever let on, yeah, even though man, you don't I want do. to. It's because <laughs> I played the games. It's not by choice <laughs> at all. What is this crossface? This, this gift okay, of the so crossface is ludicrous. First of all, a crossface is a real move in wrestling. Now imagine you're six years old. It's going to kill you. A crossface in wrestling you. is a real move. I will say that. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. You actually, you're just supposed to like really push hard on the bridge of somebody's nose to get him to tap out. That's a legit thing. The crippled oh, crossface okay. was just a played up version of that. But yeah, no, a crossface is something you could do in like high school and, and Olympic wrestling. Cool. Yeah. I mean, an ankle lock also sounds like a real wrestling uh, It can be. Uh, he definitely played it up, you know, because... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they don't actually blow each other's ACLs every time they fight. So. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah. weird. That's it's the reason they don't do a real ankle lock. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, a lot of the submission moves in WWE did actually really hurt in real life. It's just a lot of them wouldn't be possible in just like a, a high school wrestling match, like the figure right. four. <laughs> yeah, it'd take way too long to set up. Your opponent would have to be unconscious <laughs> while you're doing it and then wake up to just excruciating pains in the leg. Uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but, you know, like the, the walls of Jericho, you took a Boston nap, Crab, so. you know, that's fine, a sharpshooter. They're all, like, moves, but everything else, everything that's like was, like, physical in the wrestling, that was all just made up for the entertaining bit. Huh. Yeah. The more you know. I, I feel like I, I've really grown culturally today. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and all really you learned it just so much was... about tactics and warfare. Yeah, 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 y
Uh, look at that. You learned that sometimes an aggressive action from the top rope on your family is a great way to succeed. Shock and awe. I actually, right? I was listening to a, a podcast of um, Stone Cold talk about a fight with uh, Booker T. And they were talking about like Washington? in wrestling, like when they when they hit you, like a lot of times they'll stamp. But back in the day, you would like open palm, like hit your opponent to really sell it. Yeah. So like it wasn't yeah. it wasn't all fake slaps and fake hits. But he was saying that Booker T, like during a match, like caught him once, like way harder than he was expecting, and he spent the rest of the match trying to actually injure Booker T because he was furious <laughs> about it. <laughs> and it's really fun listening to those kinds of stories of like I didn't expect him to hit me so hard, so I spent the next twenty minutes trying to literally beat up Booker T. <laughs> I just like to learn that Booker T. Washington somehow came back from the grave. I mean, that shit's wild. Uh, it's just a, it, believe it or not, it's actually just a, a wrestler who named himself Booker T. Washington yeah. as his. Thanks, you just Also, oh, you the can't producer, do that. that's Stone Cold, Stone Cold stuttering either May Young out, or the Fabulous not, Moolah, not, and I don't remember which one. <laughs> it's one of those two. And that's Jerry the King Lawler wearing his crown in the ring. So there you go. That's right, baby. Just for you guys. That's some wrestling knowledge. I got to talk about it. I'm happy. Yeah, baby. Man, yeah, yeah. this is really and they say, for you. And they say that they, you can't have fucking cross-dressing in front of children. Well, look at him now. Okay, oh, well, first of all, you don't have to look at that. Did you ever see Bugs Bunny? Come on now, brother. Yeah, Bugs, Bugs Bunny, Bunny only cross is a trans so icon. Not a single boomer will ever tell you that he did that. He would. He just won't that's acknowledge right, it. That's right. They it's, can't admit it. They're, they're not man enough to admit that they do drag, you know? <laughs> God dang. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, anything else you want to talk about, Ethan? The Condemned Wrestling, War Tactics that are awesome and a great anime? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah 100%. <laughs> you want to um, show me your plans to overthrow the American Democratic State? Not on a recorded podcast. Share with the class. Show me your war tactics for the class, Ethan. Did you bring enough war tactics for the class? Did you bring enough tactics for the class? No. Well, then go stand in the corner. Give me your tactics and go stand in the corner. You have to go back to Utah. Ethan, what are you chewing on? Is that invasion plans? <laughs> I hope you brought enough Is that for the a whole straight country. Line invasion plan? I hope you brought enough supply lines for everybody. What I do you hope mean? you brought enough supplies. <laughs> Let's see your supply line. Oh, that's looking pretty long. Oh, so you want the upperclassmen to run interference, huh? Well, that's going to cost you a little thin, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, that's the normal way we do it around here. Uh, well, I'm your teacher, and that's a guard. dumb tactic, even though it's real. Get out of here, you stupid head. Anyway, all right. Well, if nothing more to add, uh, sell me on your anime uh, or <laughs> anime replacement, I guess. <laughs> They're both replacements. I forgot it's about that. simple. Love it. We force Ethan to watch even more Legend of the Galactic uh-huh. Heroes so oh that at least God. one person is doing what the <laughs> show says we're supposed to do. Uh, so one of us is upset? Is that what that yeah. means? Yeah. yeah. As long yeah. as it's a crappy anime to one of us, mm, I can watch one of my favorites. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> my, my logic is undeniable. It's true. Uh, bench warmers, more Dainui these, and Maria the Virgin Witch. I mean, that's that. not the worst. Like, <laughs> hey, wait, wait. wait. A- a- as a note, like, I definitely didn't like hate watching it. It I just don't know, was you came in pretty thing. hot saying it's bad. Shut so. up! Okay. You're watching more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Four seasons. Five seasons. <laughs> you know what? We'll watch the original. You know what? You're right, Ethan. This just isn't any good. We gotta watch the original. Yeah, can Where we they, go back you, to the original? You think please? you think you think they overexplain shit now? This is the reduced. <laughs> this is reduced condensed wow. milk. You got wow. you got fucking gallons of four percent over here. Oh my god. Ew. Jesus. The original's got like three hundred no, episodes, man. Well, whole milk is like three and a half percent. You're not at large. Is it really? Whatever. Yeah, it's extra fat. It's keto. <laughs> fat a- fat added. Yeah. Which apparently is what yeah, keto it's, is. It's classic the oh, butter 3. coffee 2.5. maneuver. 3.25%. Oh. Yeah, round it down, bitch. No. Damn. Absolutely oh, not. My bad. Okay, sorry. Sorry. Took it too far. I'm just as close yeah, to the answer condemned. I want as you are. Okay, vote for condemned. It's If this was an anime, it would win like every season. This shit's incredible. Go watch Condemned, everyone. All right, Jake, uh, what do you think? I, I don't apologize for the misogyny because I didn't make it. That's right. He just thinks it's smart. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, he thinks yeah, the misogyny that's me. in this is smarter than the tactics. Yeah, the yeah. This, this fascist, he's dumb. You see, the writer is condemned. They're so he, smart. He took the time to make sure that you knew that everyone was misogynistic, you know? He didn't leave anybody out, so that's and why. speaking of wrestling, <laughs> did you guys see that one really big MMA wrestler this, this past week? Came on to like the camera and was like, look, I'm just saying women shouldn't be allowed to vote. Like I just think that you know they they <laughs> yeah. took away like out al- they took I away people's that. alcohol. Not that I drink, but you should be allowed to drink. I just think that it'd be like way better if women didn't have the ability to vote. And he rants for like two minutes, and at the end, one reporter is just like, "Hey, uh, Jack, you ever think about going to therapy?" And he's like, "For what?" <laughs> and then that's where the clip cut for me. It's good to know that uh, the wrestling and MMA uh, are uh, close enough that there's no problems there. Yeah. Oh, actually, there's only 110 episodes of the original. And episode three is birth of the, the episode two of the original is battle of a start. So like, I don't even think this is that condensed. Oh no. Brother. Brother. We'll get there. They're at, they're at at 48 right now. And it's about, is it it even named the same? (laughs) Oh no, it it can't be named the same. (laughs) No, it's not. It's not named the same. Uh, Woo! Uh, anyway, Jay, uh, problem who are you voting for, Jay? I am voting for Legend of Galactic Heroes because I don't care that Ethan doesn't understand it. Or doesn't <laughs> okay. It's one of the greatest animes ever made, and it's one wow. of the few things that I can point to that say it's good outside of even the genre of anime. Yeah. It's a genuinely good war show, the kind of thing that fucking Gundam always pretended it was. Oh, well, that I won't defend, so don't worry about that. Fucking iron-blooded shit stains, more like. I don't know what that means. <laughs> don't worry about it. I don't want to know what that means. <laughs> iron-blooded orphans is one of oh, the. Oh God, that was terrible. For, Sorry, that was uh, an awful yeah. show. I I, I zoned <laughs> Mike out for a Tunes second. Back reading, in. Re- I read the producers. It's, it's, reading, a, it's a Gundam. I was thing. reading some back channel logs, okay, and then I heard <laughs> iron-blooded orphans, and I went, oh, "I've seen that. That was terrible. Uh, I hate stupidest it. Stupidest thing ever. <laughs> God, I hate Gundam. When I was a kid, at least, was like semi-interesting. Now it's just terrible um but anyway i gotta vote for the condemned though it uh the dinuities is too good which is why i'm gonna go watch more of it and forget i ever watched any of these other animes um i just have to the condemned was was the worst dinuities is too good no matter what ethan says he's wrong uh and he'll he'll come around he's gonna watch every season with us and he'll come around do it Hey, that's I've right, been known to change my mind a lot. That's how, that's past, how so communism you know? and fascism, that all works, you know? What? You Hang on. Hold on. Are this. we doing horseshoe theory in this <laughs> podcast? In my Christian podcast, uh, we're doing horseshoe theory? 
Anyway, the next uh, the next episode we do. I didn't vote, motherfucker. Uh, yeah, you did. You said vote for the condemned. That's what you said. Unless you're taking no, I don't it back. Saying that. No, I, uh, man, I must have said what I said. Yeah, you said vote for the condemned. Everybody go watch it. Then I said, then I asked Jay what his vote was. No, I mm-hmm. that was me still defending it. Oh yeah, no, I just assumed that was your vote. I mean, if you want to no. switch it, I'd be happy to lose. No, I vote for the condemned. Ah, oh, frick. All right, I tried. I vote for Dinoya <laughs> Teza. Yay. Yeah, I gotta vote for the condemned. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> bees. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the condemned wins, but I am gonna go watch more Legend of Galactic Heroes. But I mean, did we really win? I mean, who are the condemned, really, if not us? <laughs> if it's not because us. we're condemned to watching more crappy anime. Yeah. And we well, recommend bad anime, so maybe we are actually the condemned the whole time. Maybe we're the condemned we, all along. Yeah, we're definitely the condemned. That's a fact. Because we condemned Legend of Galactic Heroes mm-hmm. in favor of a Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> movie from 2007. I mean, if we don't let him move on, he will come after us. Yeah. He's made He's that just, clear. That's true. That's Austin true. He, 316 he says the condemned all just kicks your butt. Um... Well, now the other question. Austin 316 says I just whipped your (laughs) ass. That's what I want. His tactics were too sound. (laughs) They were far too sound. It was called just wait for his opponent to walk up to him. He had the power of God and not anime on his side. Uh, All right. Well, we're going to do the wrap-up next week, which is where we just watch all the other animes and see the finish of the cold shots and then... For our bench warmers, I don't know. Maybe we'll just watch something good yeah. again because this was fun. Don't worry, guys. I'm just going to keep watching all the way to the end yeah. of the last season of New Athesa, yeah, and then too. I'll watch the original. And mm. I'll, and, and I mean, I maybe, like maybe what we do is just like next season, plan. we just compare seasons. It's season one versus season three of... Uh, you the know. Condemned yeah. 1 versus The Condemned 2. Yeah, just... Wow! <laughs> it's just uh, the MMA Maria series. Maria the Virgin Witch versus or, nothing think. else because it won't be as historically accurate for no reason at all. Um Anyway, all right, well, let's go to called shots. Uh, Ethan, or Jay, I guess, did you pick up any points? Uh, no. Okay. So a, my called shot for uh, The Condemned was watching someone take a shit. No one even goes to a single bathroom break this entire 48-hour death game. Yeah, they, one guy so peed. Very that disappointing. Was that was it. There was one that actually guy, ruined guess, my immersion. I mean, that's like one of the things that uh, <clears throat> I was made, promised. Like, I think I was just you know? I built up the hype from Jay saying it definitely will happen. That when it didn't, I was like, "Well, this can't be real prison." Then Jay knows real prison. So. I know it's Jay's real, real prison. <laughs> More importantly, when they peed on that person's corpse, all they had to do was shit on it. <laughs> that's it. That's all they had to do. <laughs> I don't know why. So they close didn't yet so far. Uh, yeah, after that, everything else I've I've already gotten a point for or lost. So all right, Ethan. I feel like this is as bad uh, for JW on a, a called shot. He like deserved it. It's like how he owed me that one ableist ramp, but didn't give it to me. Yeah, it's you know, true. Like, at, at the same time, like <laughs> it, it, in reality, if you really think about it, aren't we all the condemned to be <laughs> shit on because we all got shit on by this movie? Mm, yeah. That's a good point. All right, maybe Jay does deserve the point. No, he's condemned. Never mind. No, I'm condemned. We're all condemned. We got uh, so I had Dark Horse as Hell's Paradise, The Condemned. I'm counting so, that. Cause, yeah, you win that shit. Yeah, that shit was I, just, great. Just because you, all you had to do was throw your dignity and your taste in the trash. Thank you. Uh, I have none of neither, and it really works out for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, shit, I mean, I guess I didn't have a legend uh, you know, called shot, so nothing else changes until next week. And then yeah, I'll true. magically come from behind and win this somehow. I mean, are you going to talk? What, was, what gonna, was my called get, shot for? What, what did we? Hell's Paradise. What was the called shot for that? Oh, oh yeah, it was. Wait, it was oh. the same. No, you. No, it was the same thing. But what did? What did we fucking replace? 
Legend of Galactic Heroes with? Oh, oh Igex. Oh, Igex. <laughs> oh, yeah, here, let's, let's oh, do that. Do, oh. do your called shot for those. My called shot on Igex was he watched the Vadi lore, and I already got that one. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, all right. Mine was uh, Cheat Skill is just the 1950s job, which yep. I still think is actually a pretty solid case. We can wait for next week on that, but I don't think yeah. the Cheat Skill of Jack Chadford or whatever his fucking name was <laughs> um, I don't think Stone Cold had a 1950s. I mean, okay, wait, he sort of did because wait, he was like a black Ethan, ops agent. You're reading agent. the wrong thing. You have no. the Hell's Paradise. Oh, the it's damn, damn it, Jesus. Yeah. Louise. Oh well, then. All right. Well, then, Cheat Skill is not a 1950s job for um, uh, intergalactic heroes. <laughs> I don't think that works. But the Condemned, I had a poor stereotype of Chinese martial arts. I well, was so I, fucking. I don't close. know, Ethan. In order to succeed in this military, all you have to do is drink and pontificate. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like being Don Draper, <laughs> but military. Hey, don't I mean, don't tell me. I mean, me. I'll every take a one point. of the main characters an idiot. So you know, just like the yeah, 1950s. they're all morons. Except they're all words I morons. They're all nationalist, racist morons. Besides uh-huh. that, that's Steve's point anyway, isn't it? Or was it the other one that's Steve's point? I can't remember. Steve's no, point, point was the Oceanoco. Steve got his point. Oh, okay, Even though yeah. I guessed it, uh, yeah. Steve got it. Yeah, because he, he was the one representing it. Yeah. He argued for it. Mm. So as a note, though, I got real fucking close on the condemned for a poor yeah, stereotype. Yeah, we watched and then we went. Well, that was close, but no cigar. It was a shame he was Japanese all along. Yeah, I was. I was real close though. They didn't even have a rep from China, did they? Uh, nope. Well, I mean, they so just needed the one thing. from we didn't Asia. We talk about that. They they said that like the racist director was like, I want someone from like every continent. I want Antarctica tuning in because if I don't have someone in from his words, you know. If I don't have someone from the Arab lands or some shit like that, he said. No, he said, I want an Arab. Arab. <laughs> yeah, he said, I need an Arab. Those, those oh, were that his was words. It. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I actually couldn't but remember. A guy but, who looks suspiciously like the great Khali but was not is died to yeah. Jack Conrad. Meanwhile, the great Khali is still in the longest yard with Adam Sandler. Mm. Yep. Another prison movie. Anyway, Mike. All right, well, I get a winner for Hell's Paradise slash The Condemned since it got swapped out, so I'll take that point. Baby... Uh, Wait, but why there was oh, th- just because of distinct WW. Wait, hey, what were they? Did, how many like distinct? No, did there you count? were none. That I mean, the there closest. The, well, okay, there was one ish, but I'm not. We got half a DDT. A, no, no, we got we got it. a we got a, a suplex, and that was Wait, what it. What about but that w- thing where he he wrapped his um? There's like a real wrestling move that he did. Um, Stone Cold did to that one guy that yeah, almost pulled not, out his tab. That's not a distinct WWE move, brother. Oh, it's got to be distinct know. as in like a named thing. Well, saying. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. It can't just be like an arm bar. That's stupid. Oh, yeah, forget oh okay. That. No, I, I wanted I, a stunner or a DDT. Got, or they all a, got names, man. Yeah, yeah. I wanted, you My know, bad. that's dumb. Like I wanted a Crippler crossface, you know? Oh, I got you. Anyway. Okay, all right. I did not understand. Yeah. Well, clearly not. But I didn't get a point. So that's okay, though. Um, what do you got, producer? Uh, you got the winner condemned. Everybody's on the board. Uh, Whoa. We did Yeah, it. actually, even me now and Steve, too. Yeah, wow, we're really amazing. doing it this season. Uh, we're going to go. And then, uh, oh, Hell's Paradise, the condemned. Uh, MZ kills someone with an uncooked fish. No, that never happened, and it was a shame. I would have way enjoyed it better if Stone Cold just shoved an uncooked fish into somebody's mouth and choked them on it. You, you know, credit to the producer on this, too, because... He doesn't have the winner of uh, Hell's Paradise Condemned. He just has Condemned. He rolled the dice on just he knew that somehow Condemned yes. would be making it. Yep, that's right. That's that's a very impressive called shot. He uh, inserted it into producer. our minds. Mm. Producer, you can uh, you can give yourself some more Croner. That's right. Well, I actually spent all my Croner on watching the Condemned. So, 
Well, no, I spent my kroner on watching forty nine ninety nine. What do you mean? You yeah, motherfuckers yeah. watched it on two? No, it was forty nine ninety nine. I watched the real. Yeah, yeah. The live. Oh, we had to pay right. for it. It was like fifty bucks. You know. I have a. I I have a thousand gallons. Anyway, yeah, it kind of <laughs> sucks because at the end he kind of made me feel bad for watching it. Like I paid him and he made me feel bad. Like, well, That's right. Yeah, I can't believe that interviewer uh, successfully dismantled his. First of all, producer, worldview. we didn't watch it on TV. We watched it on your very nice gaming monitor. So and get anyway, fucked, producer, liberal bullshit. Yeah. And also, uh, you rent an apartment. You don't live in a house. So there's two strikes. Damn, oh, you don't even own geez. it. Yeah. You don't even own You're it. All suffering. Imagine not owning a home. You don't even own the means of production, you cock. The same week is uh, the dropping of no more fucking uh, student debt relief. Oh, Damn, yeah. yeah. Get That's why I still idiot. live with my yeah, mom. Good thing I don't have that because yeah, I, be I didn't earn it. I didn't earn it. Anyway, relief. at the producer's request. Uh, so next week, wrap up episode, and then maybe we'll watch uh, another bench warmer. So we'll probably maybe only I'll ever do the only thing I'll ever do is watch more seasons of Legend of Galactic mm, Heroes and talk you know, about we, it. Yes. And then you guys won't this even know good. that that's what I'm talking. I mean, about. I will. Hey, wait, real question: Where the fuck was the Napoleon like squares you guys were talking about? Napoleon squares? Yeah, the Napoleon battle formations. They're squares. The signature Napoleon square. Where did that happen? Actual question. The signature not being Napoleon shitty. square. Yes, that was the way he. It's called did. marching in column. I guess I don't know about the entire Napoleon formation very well. that they put every <laughs> single ship in. They formed oh, giant bricks. That's what you meant. That's what that is. That's the thing you take away from Napoleon, not his cannons or the Napoleonic Square. You I take mean, the away Napoleonic marching. Square is marching in column. There is no Napoleonic Square other than marching in column. There was the elephant thing. Okay, I definitely the, the, did not. The square formation is not a magic formation that he invented or even used proliferously. His tactics had more to do with his choice of ground. Like, he's not some fucking genius. Okay, so then why is it so special that that was a Napoleonic thing in the show? The Napoleonic War more has to do with the fact that all of their ships are giant muskets. And they use field tactics that have nothing to do with three-dimensional space. Okay. Wait, you, so that was the formation you wanted me to look for? No, I wasn't talking about yeah, formations. I'm talking about tactics. Their battlefield tactics are all field tactics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and take a look at some things that were said. But yeah, all right, it's I'm just... done. <laughs> all right, well, uh, thanks so much for uh, hanging out with us. Uh, I guess we'll just... Uh... Oh, first of all, I said, did you get the Napoleonic War analogy? That's what I said. And then uh, no. he said, field battles with formation tactics. Yeah, so literally all we said, and then you just said, I don't see the squares. So this yeah, is on yeah. you, Cause Ethan. Because like, he said field battles. Fuck. I looked for a field. <laughs> and, oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> there is a space field. <laughs> oh, anyway, with mines, too. <laughs> we'll see you next week where we probably talk more about Napoleonic War squares. Anyway, bye. Yay. Bye. Bye-bye. Keep up! Remember? Get the